0: Death by hooker. (laughs) Well, at least they're getting creative.
1: Adam Curry, John C. Dvorak. It's
2: Sunday, August 15, 2010. Time for your Gitmo Nation. Media assassination episode 226. This
3: is no agenda.
2: Trains are winning. Not a contrail in the sky for weeks. No more flying. Coming to you from the Hilltop Watchtower Crackpot Command Center in Gitmo Nation West in the People's Republic of Southern California. In the morning, I'm the former Soviet spy known as Adam Curry. I'm John C. Dvorak. <laughs> it's
4: Crackbot and Boskill. In the morning, hot pockets.
2: Hey, <laughs> that's all you're gonna say? <laughs> you freaked me out, man. I wasn't ready for that.
0: I was just think if you had, the, if you were ready on the switch, you were gonna yeah,
2: snooze. Uh, I was there. I was there, and I even got your hot pockets in. Yeah, well, I didn't ask for
0: that. I did an awesome. So here day. It is foggy and cold again. This is the worst summer in the history of Northern Silicon
2: Valley. It's been bad in uh, Southern California IA, as well. But today is another beautiful day. It's uh, but last hey. night it was cold. We, you know, we um, we went out uh, to see. Oh, brr! I bet you it was freezing. It was freezing. We had to. that t- been as low as sixty. We had to turn the fire pit on. Um, we went out to see Billy Idol with Bobby Eden. He's still alive. Dude, not only is alive, the guy looks amazing. 54 and he's it's cut. He's probably sobered up. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. He's got his shit together. But it was, a, it was a great show at the Palladium, which is, I don't know. What was it, Mickey? Like 800 people, maybe? Something like that. Yeah. More? Yeah. How many people? No, not thousands. Did he sing, nah. Catch My Fall? Sorry? Never mind. No, I guess I missed that. But you uh, White you, Wedding? Did he do White yeah, Wedding? Yeah, of course he did White Wedding. You know what was great is Steve Stevens. Um,. Uh, plays guitar with him, and Steve Stevens is probably as big a superstar as Billy Idol, and uh, he was just amazing. I haven't been to a concert in a long, long time. Like I was like will be wear ear protection what?: <laughs> Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, yeah, but anyway, uh, Bobby says hi, and uh, she's coming by to do a special daily source code. This is a programming note, special daily source code on Wednesday in the hot tub, and uh, she expects you to join uh, John.: Yeah, I'll be right down. She said we can get the booby prize. Uh, I'll bet. <laughs> since, uh, since the Netherlands well, lost. it's probably not a bad prize, but then again. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, all right. Anyway, that's a programming note that will be uh, broadcast live on the, the noagendastream.com. And, of course, the party is always uh, is at uh, noagendachat.net. And uh, I have to tell you that Eric the Shill is Skyping you. With the effing XLS. Uh, A new one, is this different? I don't know, because you don't have Uh, it. The other one came up, so I'm fine. Hmm, Okay, well, do we have any uh, executive producers to thank for supporting this show? We have a bunch, actually. Oh, that's nice.
0: Um, Let me read a few of them off here. Of course, now I'm getting another spreadsheet. I don't know if it's any different. But let's start with Paul Couture, who's uh, knighted himself. Well, he was
2: already Sir Paul
0: Couture. Well, he's a double knight now. Maybe he's got okay. Well, he was a uh, now he's a. Let's make him. He was the uh, knights of the no agenda round table. So now he's in uh, order of the mint. Order so of the he's mint. Got okay, two different.
2: Sir, sir, Paul Couture St- statuses. Sir, sir.
0: Yeah. Uh, how does that work in England when you have the order of the uh, bath or whatever it is? And then you have <laughs> the, the order of the bath. <laughs> I think you get to blow Charles. Yeah. Can you get? <laughs> you get two. I, mean, you get, I don't, I don't think is you can get two.
2: that. No, no. They have uh, order of the British Empire. And then you have an outstanding citizen, and then you have. There's a couple different ones. You can essentially. Well, then there's not just those three. No, there's, there's a like, whole bunch of it, but the, but there's a different. But wait, uh, can levels. you get more than one? I, yes I of course, think. of course. You you can start at, at the bottom with like a, an OBE, and then you can work your way up to an actual what, knighthood. King? To no, <laughs> yeah, the king. <laughs>
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Basically, with the way Paul Couture is going, we're going to have to give him the show. King Couture.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that, of course, is uh, from the uh, NoAgendaFans.com coin challenge. And they're sold out. All 500 gone.
0: Yeah. Which is awesome. That's good news for everybody. Uh, We also have, anyway, so he's executive producer. We also have uh, one, two, three, four other executive producers. Okay. I'm sorry, no, three. Uh Matthew Moss from Long Beach, California gave us 37250 with a, with a note uh, cursing us uh, for using PayPal and so Piss I sent off. Him,
2: how how do I not use PayPal on my next donation? I sent him an email about how he okay. can
0: okay. mail in the uh Right. check right which the, the, the nobody steals the fees yes. charles jordan now, um, wait a Milwaukee, minute wisconsin 33333 is on his way to a knighthood i don't think he's achieved it yet and then we have a, some people did mail in a check including uh dave in vegas wait a minute hold
2: on charles, charles jordan oh i have a note here that is actually his third installment for knighthood and he wants to gift the knighthood to his wife carol so she can be a dame of the uh, round table. She's a huge fan. He says, "I owe her a ring, and we need more women at the table." Hear, hear. Hear,. hear. Yeah, we've always said that. So uh, so that will not so that will be uh, uh, Carol Jordan: uh, And then we have a, a Dave
0: in Vegas who sent in a check for 41733. Dave in Vegas. Yeah, Dave in Vegas, which is what he wants to be called, Dave in Vegas. Okay, cool. And th- that includes a $333.33 uh, $33 donation plus a, a X amount of money for each show that we've done in the past, which came out to four seventeen thirty-three. So thank you, Dave in Vegas. And then uh, we have one, two, three... Uh, Associates? Well, yeah, three... Uh, Associate Executive Producers, and and that includes Robert Majors from Lake Forest Park, Washington. I was an Internet Audio Video Video Communications Director for the orchestral, orchestral recording of The Spy Next Door with Jackie Chan. I will get my IMDB listing going with that, plus the No Agenda Executive Producer.
2: Absolutely. It's a real credit. So you Once can, you get on that
0: IMDB, you can throw all kinds of stuff yeah. in
2: there. <laughs> but this is, yeah, but this is a, an important credit, and it's real. It's a
0: very good one. I yeah. think i put it above the Jackie Chan. I, I think uh, in the order of things, yes. Uh, I, I concur. <laughs> Brian Kaufman, Tempe, Arizona, two hundred dollars. Uh, this is uh, karma for myself. Today's my last day at my engineering job. I start law school at Arizona State (ASU) party school Yay. next Thursday, the nineteenth. I'm now six hundred over a thousand for my knighthood. I'll try to finish before long, but the money might be tight. I would think so. Although Arizona State's a good place, and then uh, finally, Mark Wilson of Glasgow, Scotland. Um, I'm sorry, Mark Wilson. Wilson, yeah. Uh, $200, uh, f- uh, which also came in by, uh, by Pigeon.
2: <laughs> Fabulous. Well, that's very nice. A um, couple of uh, extra mentions, uh, some PR mentions uh, briefly. Uh, after all of that crap that we went through, uh, one of our other producers, Pedro Dos Santos, was uh, able without a problem to get uh, a no agenda... <laughs> uh oh man my so everything's free out here. Huh? It's like i got a million things going off at the same time uh pedro dos santos producer was able to get a uh a no agenda app in the nokia Ovi store without any permission from us whatsoever <laughs> so
0: yeah that, yeah this sounds like they, they got their act together doesn't it yeah
2: uh okay anyway so uh, it's in there and uh that'll work on uh if you go to the OV store and it actually comes up, then it'll work on your phone, and uh, there's a whole bunch of uh, other stuff uh, that they do. So anyway, But so apparently
0: that's- they have some platforms it won't work on.
2: Yeah, but on the newer phones, I guess it's going to be okay.
0: And uh, I guess one of the platforms it won't work on is what's the E900, which means that all five people that have that phone <laughs> won't be able to listen to the show.
2: Yeah, crap. <laughs> uh no com is up and running as i already predicted on the previous show that's great uh entries so that's now in the uh, links that rock and then i just i guess we have to give a giant shout out to the guy who uh, caused us to receive the most email cuz he actually did us a favor uh this guy who uh drove around the united states and uh, pinpointed gps points uh to create this uh read and a. rand um signal that uh, shows up on uh, on Google Earth. And I, yeah. I mean that must I'm by the way heading out today.
4: <laughs>
0: by Ayn Rand. And you're going to drive out it today to do the same thing uh, but it's going to spell out no agenda. In yeah, but it'll only be in Berkeley. So no, I'm heading out. I'm going <laughs> to take off right after the show. And see how far I get.
2: You know, we could easily do this. We have producers in, in all 50 states. In fact, we could do it across the entire globe, if you think about it. And if people could coordinate that into, like, no, no agenda noagendaGPSBatsignal.com.
0: I don't know. You know, somebody's going to have to work on the technology for that. Because here's the deal. That guy has a single, you know, his, he, he, essentially it's his signal. And so he would go and tag the GPS system in all these different spots to spell out the, the wordage. Right. But you can't just have anybody, I mean, because everybody's tagging the GPS system constantly to, to coordinate it so, that, so it actually spells something. It has to be the exact same phone or GPS No, it device. doesn't. No, it doesn't have to be that way. I mean, There's and, no other way of get, you know, having the Google Earth thing show up that way.
2: No, but it's just the KML file. Everyone can collect the coordinates and take pictures at the, along their route, and then someone else can just assemble it all and put it all together. That would no, work. No, i like
0: to see that. It's, it's, it's not the way he did it.
2: No, I know it's not the way he did it, but it's the way we could do it. We could have an, enough producers go to certain points, uh, tag it, and, then, uh, and have it spell uh, no agenda in the morning and have it circumvent the globe so we can top this guy.
0: Well, we could, the circumvention idea, like, so it's all over.
2: Yeah, so it's all around Including the world.
0: Including the middle of the ocean.
2: <laughs> so we would like to thank Sir Paul Couture in the order of the mint, uh, Matthew Moss, Carol Jordan, Dave in Vegas as our executive producers, and our associate executive producers, Robert Majors, Brian Kaufman, and Mark Wilson. This is a real credit. You are now the producers and associate executive producers, the executive producers and associate executive producers of No Agenda, episode 226 uh, display it proudly Um, it's a real credit and we will vouch for you everybody else out there including the chat room gotta go and propagate the formula our formula is this we go out we hit people in the mouth
0: And I apologize to uh, some of my the fans of the Duck Call.
2: Yeah, where because is? Because I duck seem call? to
0: have misplaced the Duck Call.
5: <laughs>
2: Did you leave it up north?
0: I don't know. I know I didn't take it out of the house. It's just some, I put it down somewhere, and I don't know where hey, it is.
2: Speaking of uh, up north, by the way, it looks like Bill Gates's dad is now on a crusade to get a five percent state income tax in Washington State.
0: This isn't going to go over too well with the people living. Well. Yeah, he because he, he's one of the few people that can afford it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Washington State is one of the states that is a uh, personal income tax haven. Yeah, that's if why you're up no there, personal right? Personal income tax. Uh, we, we're taxed to death as it is. So uh, this idiot wants to uh, add a personal income tax to the state of Washington, and hopefully, they'll be rejected soundly by the public and anyone who votes for it. In, if in the legislature will vote these people out of office immediately. Well, I don't know. He's and uh, he should be rebuked. <laughs> It's rebuked? easy for him to be able to pay an extra five percent. What is it? what does that, that mean, rebuked downturn if he hasn't noticed or maybe
2: he hasn't. Wait a minute, rebuked. This is a good one for noagenderwords.com. What does rebuked mean? Told to stuff it. <laughs> <laughs> Definition of rebuked, told to stuff it. Nice. Yeah. Well, I, I thought that was interesting because I know I'm and sure
0: shunned you should be shunned. Bane. He, he's Bane forever. You know, it's really interesting that these rich guys, especially with the multi-billionaire sons, can, you know, demand more taxation on the rest of us and and think that they, uh, you know, above everybody else. It's it's unbelievable to me. that I mean, the nerve of the guy.
2: Yeah, it's pretty amazing, right? Well, yeah, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's... Why does he just shut up? <laughs> Slave. There's a picture of him in the Wall Street Journal, too. He looks just like Bill Jr. Only no, it's, only right, older.
0: Bill's actually looks starting to look more like him. Yeah. Um.
2: Yeah. yeah so it's a well it's a, it's a well, it's for rich people, John. Don't worry about it. 5% tax rate on incomes above $200,000 or 400,000 for married couples and it would climb to 9%. That's not ultra rich. That's Hey, if the <laughs> government
0: worker average
2: pay is 123,000 yeah. bucks Get a clue. Yeah, you're you're pretty unhappy about that, aren't you?
0: Unless you're making over a half a million dollars a year, you're not making really much money. You're just getting by.
2: I did not hear uh, the uh, uh, Horowitz, Dvorak Horowitz Unplugged show, and maybe this news came out after you did it. Uh, did you guys do one on Tuesday? No, we did it Wednesday. Okay. Did you get the Hindenburg Omen news in there? No. You know what this is about? No. Oh, wow. Well, I'm sure you guys will be talking about it. Uh, this is now everywhere. Wall Street Journal, uh, everyone's talking about this. Uh, uh, this is the uh, the so-called Hindenburg Omen, named after the famous German airship that crashed in Lakehurst, New, Ge- New Jersey in 1937. It's a technical indicator that foreshadows not just a bear market, but a stock market crash. And uh, this was created by a blind mathematician. His name is Jim Mika. And this indicator is now predicting a market meltdown for September. And it's uh, it's like there's five criteria uh, that are uh, supposed to be met for this Hindenburg omen. Uh, see, the the daily number of the New York Stock Exchange, new 52-week highs, and the daily number of the 52-week lows, both have to be greater than 2.2% of the total issues traded that day. I mean, it's all these technical things. Uh Small and anyway, I'm not. You can look at it in the show notes to see all these five indicators, but it includes like the McClellan oscillator. It has to be negative on the same day.
0: You know, this is actually good news because every the more people come out talk about the thing collapsing, the less likely it is to happen. Well, that's what I was going to ask you.
2: That's what I was going to ask you. And, And but I just find the whole the whole association with the Hindenburg so amazing because, and John, you you're old enough to remember this. Oh yeah, I remember the Hindenburg <laughs> crashing. This is the I well, was it, 20. It's, it's a famous <laughs> it's a famous piece of journalism history. And uh,
4: <laughs> Listen to it up, down on the field by a number of men.
2: Here it so comes the motors of the ship are just holding it uh just enough to keep it it
4: bursts in the flank wait, wait, get this started, get this started. It's Frank right, it's Frank right, right, right is terrible. Oh my get out of the way.
1: To
2: now, and the there it is. Oh, the yeah,
1: humanity. Yeah, there
0: is a cleaned up version of that clip.
2: Well, the, uh, yeah, I'm sure. That you could actually understand. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'll sound much better on the podcast than through Skype, okay? You know, uh, I'm, I'm wondering. Who, by the way, are going public? what the hindenburg yeah no skype skype is filed to go public oh yeah this is the beginning of the end what are we going to do i don't know i guess we'll have to get real tin cans this is this is bad this is really really bad yeah you know as soon as they go public well actually what you
0: here's what my guess is uh they're going to go public and then they're going to find some way to make it fee-based and if the fees are reasonable uh it'll probably cut down on the number of users and maybe improve the quality
2: well, I think we should look at if I wonder if they've already filed their S one. If they filed their S one, then we can look at what the business case is going to be, and uh, and how they you know how they're going to convince potential investors that this is a good deal. Meanwhile, Rupert Murdoch uh, is suing them. Uh, he says that uh, they can't use the word Sky <laughs> because Sky is a part of the word Skype. What? <laughs> he has B Sky B right. That's his. Uh, that's his uh, his satellite. Uh, yeah, Sky services, and it's a
0: yeah satellite. Yeah, so he's, for, he's in it's the, like the Dish Network. Yeah,
2: so UK. he's in a, in a legal battle, uh, claiming that he owns the Sky part of the word Skype. <laughs> it's good, right? What is he crazy? Who came up with that idea? <laughs> I don't know. He's probably really worried that there's going to be some consumer confusion <laughs> between B Sky B and Skype. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Besides that, how can you copyright or, or trademark the word "sky"?
2: Well, there's a lot of weird trademarks. Let's do uh, a trademark
0: on the word "the."
2: Yeah, well, there's you know uh, triple what was it triple Pete? What was it uh, that was copyrighted? There's a lot of words that are copyrighted. You can't use a lot of weird stuff. Hey, so they have filed their S one, uh, but it's in the uh, it's the uh, it's in the European Union. So I wonder what they're going to float it on. What's it, will it be the London stock market? No. Probably. I don't know. Mm. That could be like, you know, like a really dodgy IPO. It's not, it may not be a real one. One of those like pink slip things. Not sure. So what do we have for
0: news this week? There's well, not a lot going on. No, there's tons
2: of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. I, I, got some, uh, I got some kind of uh, real news. And now, back to real news. A big flap about dr laura uh who i never listened to nor would i ever
0: i've listened to her numerous times because she's on the radio and i listen to everything to see what to keep in touch with the
2: context in the american psyche well this was pointed out to me by my new friend annie duke poker player extraordinaire
0: by the way you, i think you'd like dr laura and anyone who's ever listened to her will get think that's
2: hilarious you know, I think I actually might like her um, because there's this... Well, I have an audio clip. And actually, John, I, I made clips for this sh- episode. I, oh, I, so we don't have <laughs> We don't have to listen to pre-rolls and, uh, and stuff. No, we don't have to listen to you <laughs> complaining about pre-rolls. So uh, she gets a phone call. And this, this is going to turn into a national conversation you watch. She gets a phone call from a woman who is... Uh, I think she's married to a black man. She's white. And the following conversation ensues.
6: We had friends over the other day. Got about 35 people here. The guys who were going to start playing basketball. I was going to go out and play basketball. My bodyguard and my dear friend is a black man. And I said, white men can't jump. I want you on my team. That was racist. That was funny.
4: How about the N-word? No, the N-word's been thrown Got, around.
6: Black guys use it all the time. Turn on HBO, listen to a black comic, and all you hear is nigger, nigger, nigger. I don't wrong. get it. If anybody <laughs> if anybody without enough melanin says it, it's a so horrible it,
2: thing. So that's how it starts off, and uh, then she goes to commercial break, because, of course, you know, this is uh, mainstream media, so how can you, uh, how can you uh, continue a thought? But she comes back, and then it just goes from... One, it just it just gets the hole gets
4: deeper.
6: You're talking to Jade. What did you think about during the break? By the way,
4: uh, I was a little caught back by the N-word that you spewed out. I have to be honest with you, uh, but but my point is race relations. Oh, is- then
6: I guess you don't watch HBO or listen to any black comedians.
4: But that doesn't make it right. I mean, race is a big my thing dear, is- my
6: Obama's dear. The point race I am trying is- to make
4: to another level that's unacceptable.
6: Yeah, we got a black man as president, and we have more complaining about racism than ever. I mean, I think that's hilarious. Yeah, so
2: so far, I'm liking what she's saying, and it's funny because you're right. Uh, I I think she's she's saying some really uh, some stuff that's on a lot of people's minds today. Yes.
4: But I think, honestly, because there's more white people afraid of a black man taking over the nation. They're I'm afraid. afraid. want to be honest about it. Dear, they all voted him in. Only
6: 12% man. of the population's black. Whites voted him in. It was the younger a generation that did it. It wasn't the older white people who did it. it okay. Was younger All, generation all, generation all right. All right. Chip on your shoulder. I can't do <laughs> much about that. Yeah, comes. I think you have too much so sensitivity it's
4: okay to say it's and okay not enough say sense of humor. Well,
6: oh, it depends it, how it's said.
4: It's it, is it okay to say that word? Is it ever okay to say that word?
6: It depends how it's said. Black guys talking to each other seem to think it's okay.
4: But you're not black. They're not
6: black. Oh, I see. So a word is restricted to race. Got it. Can't do much uh, about that.
4: I, I can't believe someone like you is on the radio spewing out the nigger word, and I hope everybody. I didn't heard spew it. out the you nigger said, word. Nigger, nigger, nigger.
6: Every, right? Every I said that's what you hear. Heard it? Yes, they did. I but hope you, everybody heard it. So what they did, and I'll say, say it again. Nigger, nigger, nigger is what you <laughs> so hear on HB. Why don't you <laughs> let me
2: finish a sentence? It just goes on. She <laughs> so keeps saying it over and over again. And it's great. And by the way, nigger should definitely be in no com with the correct definition. And, and I, got, I got to tell you, John, I agree with her. Uh, this has bothered me for a long time. People from uh, from outside the United States, and I deem myself to be somewhat of a Euro-American, don't understand how a word can be banned that way. Well, you know, that's interesting uh, because it became
0: an issue with, and in fact, I have a clip mm. of all things. Um Schlesinger's got herself in trouble a number of times, and in fact, one of the times it got so bad that she basically was going to be taken completely off the air, and uh, a woman who was a, uh, uh, who's a talk show host down in Southern California, uh, and by the way, when I play this clip, people are going to go, oh, these guys are rehearsing the show.
2: Which clip is it? It's the Tammy Bruce clip. Oh, we're not rehearsing Uh, the show. I have no... Wait, Tammy Bruce? No,
0: I know. I'm just saying, because it's just a coincidence, I happen to have a clip that addresses... But there is no... There's
2: nothing called Tammy Bruce here, so... Just so you know. Uh, It's it's the Now clip.
0: Oh, okay. So, uh, Tammy Bruce was one of the executives at Now, the National Organization for Women, and she quit uh, in a huff... And uh, we we played some clips from this interview once before months and months ago, but she quit in a huff over two or three incidents that happened to her. One was, uh, and she explains it in here, and one of them involved Laura Schlesinger and her uh, uh, wanting to do and her free speech uh, issues. And I, it, maybe we should play that clip, and we can see how this is uh, evolving. Okay
7: which spurred, of course, uh, my second book, The Death of Right and Wrong, about a year and a half later. But, uh, yeah, so uh, talk radio up until uh, uh, now, uh, left now uh, the National Organization for Women in 1997.
3: Um, How did you get, though, from now to being a conservative author?
7: You know, it was really a fight within the National Organization for Women during the O.J. Simpson trial out here. Uh, I saw that, I think, as most Americans did, and certainly as an activist feminist at the time about the importance of the issue of domestic violence which is colorblind Uh, women don't notice the complexion of the fist heading toward their face and it was uh, an issue that had been really ignored because it wasn't sexy it was difficult sometimes to find for the press the uh, victim sympathetic so we finally had uh, attention and it started to move that it was uh, an issue of race which of course was obscene uh, and was an insult to every woman who faces this of all race and, ethnicities. and so that became an internal fight, and I realized that something had happened, that when I was being asked by the national office to retreat on that issue, that the issues of race were more important. You know, there's a lot of organizations that deal with race in the country, and that's an important issue. But my job was to deal with issues of women, all women that fit within that envelope. And so that, that was a, a, a wake-up call. In addition to the attacks on Laura Schlesinger, I noticed an interesting Interesting trend to this demand for surrender and retreat—a demand, uh, in general, socially for people not to speak up. And on my issues, you know, look, I think dealing with violence against women is nonpartisan. Uh, I was always a little bit of a thorn in the side, and now because my politics really were—I thought we should organize ourselves out of business. And another click for me was when I was told by my mentor now that it was important to rub salt into the wound so that we would always be needed that wasn't my method Uh, my method was success so I realized I could do more uh, on the issues that mattered to me by being outside of the organization uh, that I could be freer to speak my mind uh, and that certainly ended up being the case
0: Hmm. So the Laura Schlesinger initial thing that she got involved with was apparently Schlesinger had said something something about gay women or something that was yeah. that got everybody worked up very similar to the situation occurring now. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Tammy Bruce is a lesbian. She's an, she's you know is she hot? Would, she, she's she's a, she says she's a lesbian. She's you know she's not like a hidden lesbian. But she's is she a, is she hot? She's she's eh, in kind of a. a, a a les- in a Berkeley kind a of lesbian, way. A le- oh, okay, a Berkeley lesbian Dance, kind can't of way. Quite say that she's, that she's, <laughs> she has unwashed she's hair. Unwashed she's hair. She's not a bad-looking woman. So anyway, so uh. she came out. So she had to, she defended Schlesinger because it's a free speech issue. Mm-hmm. And this is going on. I mean, this is, again, a free speech issue. Now, that said, um, you know, it's it's one of those things like the uh, mosque in New York. Oh, uh, and yeah. It's just one of these things that's okay it's, it just triggers a lot of stuff schlesinger's in for a shit storm here
2: well she already with came his- out and apologized she she came out and said oh so she you know to. Yeah. she gets because the sponsors, so she'll get kicked off the air the sponsors will uh, will close down her show
0: this is one of the problems of course with commercial broadcasting exactly which we talk about every so often. We can do whatever we want. I mean, if people, uh, I mean, we get a lot of nasty notes occasionally.
2: <laughs> yeah, from time to time. <laughs> time How come they're always directed at me?
0: <laughs> well, the, well, for good reason. Yeah. Uh, the uh, The point is, is that we, you know. Don't have a sponsor that can pull the plug on the show. We all we have to do is either ignore the nasty notes, or we can apologize, or we can say, you know, a lot of the. Uh, I mean, essentially, the listeners are the sponsors, and so if they say if they complain to us, and they're and they're they're uh, big sponsors, in other words, they they contribute a lot. We tend to probably we will we'll apologize to yeah,
2: very quickly,
0: very, yeah. <laughs> but it's not the same as apologizing to somebody who's selling cars or selling right. Uh, right. Uh, Drugs. Yeah, no, we stuff? have
2: conversations all the time with our listeners. Uh, one guy was offended about something I said about uh, the uh, uh, apparently gay flight attendant who uh, pulled the chute, and you know, and then you know what's interesting is you you, sh- you shoot him an email back, and then he's like, well, you know, hey, you know, you got a point there, and actually that'll come up later in our uh, in our uh, nighting of Dame Carol Jordan. Um, you know, he said, well, there's a couple of things I'd like to point out, and, and then it usually turns out okay. You know, people are reasonable
0: yeah well, we do communicate with our listeners in a very common way. I mean we don't get back to everybody, but we get back to a heck of a lot more people than almost anybody else doing this kind of show yeah. um, but anyway so that this is a kind of a interesting thing this Tammy Bruce is a very interesting uh she's an interesting person as a former now uh, an out lesbian uh and a conservative, conservative talk show host the yeah. combination is it's good one. is yeah. hard to argue no, against it's because one. it's like well you know your perspectives it's, just, it's a weird perspective to take and yeah. i think i think on the conservative side there's a lot more people that are uh, um have reasonable, uh, discussion points than, they, than you see on the liberal side, which is very knee-jerk and the whole thing. It's, it's very depressing to listen to Tom Hartman, for example. Thom. I mean, the, Tom, sorry. <laughs> Tom Th- Hartman is very <laughs> hard to listen to because he, uh, it makes you cringe that he's just going, you know, it's, just a, it's, a, it's, a, it's like, it's more than just talking points. It's like a litany that they stick to and it's weird.
2: Well, there's some, but there is something going on, um, I guess on the conservative side which uh, you know uh, Glenn Beck you, you brought up the the mosque uh, by the way this is very interesting how this is propagating throughout uh, the United States of Europe people are emailing me and we talked about this a long you know months ago I think when the when it first came to committee in New York to build this mosque slash yeah, we community talked about center it immediately yeah and I uh, was like oh whatever you know this is crazy but it's all right and uh but but in europe they're like wow we can't believe that this. this is an outrage you know the place where the muslims and, and it's like wow i mean this it's one thing to say there are a bunch of terrorists which of course we know it was all an inside job but that doesn't matter the story is it was a bunch of terrorists with box cutters who did amazing things with airplanes um but uh you know they, but to say oh it's muslims and what a slap in the face to have a uh, a mosque uh, at ground zero so Glenn Beck goes on the um oh what is the name of that show? It's like red light or something at night on Fox. Uh it's like a talk show. It's on it's on like after midnight. Yes, yeah, nobody watches it. Nobody watches it except me. I do too. You're staying up too late. Yeah, well I watch a Billy Well, Idol. you know uh, but can well,
0: I play a little you, clip?
2: Yeah, play. Okay. This this is uh <laughs> This is Beck? This is Beck with a with guy from Red Eye, I think is called. And did you get
0: a recorder? How, why are you having these, all these clips now? Uh, because uh, I was tired
2: no, I mean, of what are you? How are you doing it?
0: Do you have a recorder?
2: Yeah, it's called the did iPhone. Did you get an H2 or what did no, you do? I just use the iPhone. I, the, the iPhone 4 is pretty outstanding when it comes to this stuff now. Thank you, Steve Jobs. And the author of The Bible of Unspeakable Truths. No, I guess he... he yeah, okay. Well. Which you have to read. It's laugh out loud funny. Okay, so, Greg...
8: Yes. <laughs> Give me your proposal. Well, you know, I was thinking. I went onto their website, the uh, Cordoba House website. It's a lovely website, mm-hmm. and they talk about preaching tolerance mm-hmm. and communication. Mm-hmm. And I thought, how interesting is it that they're preaching tolerance and communication to Americans? Mm-hmm. I thought, wouldn't it be great to test their tolerance? So I figured, let's open an Islam-friendly gay bar next door to the mosque.
2: That's my proposal. And so, so that by itself is like, okay, ha, ha, ha. But then, then they go off, John, and they start coming up with names for the gay bar. <laughs> it's just like, whoa. Sticking by it. No. I'm not a good businessman, and I'm a terrible activist, yeah. but
8: this might be the greatest idea I've ever had. But you are very, very funny. Yeah. I, so are you... Am I joking? I mean, yeah, what I'm saying is... Well, give me some of the names of the... <laughs> well, uh, I, like, um, <laughs> I like G-Hot. G-Hot? Or G-Hunk. Uh-huh. How about Infidel-licious? <laughs> or turban
4: cowboy? Do you like yeah. turban cowboy?
8: Uh, my favorite. What? Suspicious packages. <laughs> yes,
4: that's a nice one.
2: Uh, yeah. I mean, that's funny shit, man. That, I mean, they wrote, they wrote some good stuff there. <laughs> there's, a, there's a couple more. There's a couple more. Uh, Ramadan. <laughs> uh, there, yeah, there are other ones that I don't think I you should mecha- mention. You mecca me hot. <laughs> yes. That's, I mean. It's like, so are we just out and out going to go insult everybody now? On (laughs) like, we got niggers, we got gay Muslims. It's like, whoa, this is like, who who wrote the memo and what exactly did it say? What are we supposed to be doing here?
0: I don't know. It's it's interesting that this would be going on. It's a, this is a free. This has to do with the suppression of free speech, and this start starting to crop up. The 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 res, resistance to it is cropping up in all sorts of ways, uh, because essentially we've been <laughs> butt bomber. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, away. John.
2: The, the the chat room is <laughs> is doing some Something names. Got more gags. <laughs> butt bomber. G <laughs> fabulous. Uh, <laughs> that's crazy. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry. The fact
0: is, we don't have a First Amendment anymore. Uh, you can't do this, you can't do that. Uh, you can't say this, you can't say that. In fact, you have another clip uh, on there, which has to do with this. If I could figure out which one yeah, it is. Yeah, free
2: speech, I bet, right?
0: Yeah, that would be it. We might as well just play that, just to keep stay in the in the mood.
9: The result of that would be, you get five years for
2: arson. And, and what is this? What is it? Where is this from? This is a guy talking about his book, which
0: is... Uh, I don't know what the hell book it is, but it just it just mentions that his was it used to be an echo terrorist, and now he gets thrown in jail for just speaking.
2: And is this uh, on C-SPAN or yeah, C-SPAN? Okay,
9: yeah. The result of that would be you get five years for arson, and uh, under those current laws back at that time, and he got caught, and he did exactly five years for arson, and he got out. It was a calculation on his part. Uh, he didn't know that somewhere down the line there could be a terrorism enhancement on something like that that could put you in jail basically for life. But also he didn't know that uh, about twenty well, 15 years, 20 years later, uh, he was making a speech in San Diego and someone asked him a question about how he used to make his incendiaries. And this is a guy who now has two kids and he's kind of on a lecture circuit and he's doing his thing. And he answered the question and they got him for that. And they tried to get him for 18 years for terrorism for answering the question. Because it's now, you know, I guess you have to watch what you say. It was about a, a very little known law about teaching people to make incendiaries. And uh, they didn't get him for the 18 years, but they did get him to take a plea, and he did a year and a day. So, you know, as far as how it's affecting, uh, people are, are really very confused because, you know, there may not be the political will to make some of these big changes that we talked about. There's plenty of political will to go after. Targeted people like anarchists and eco radicals because it sends a message, you know, that these are not the ways that we should be doing these things, but we got to be careful about how far that can be pushed.
0: Now, yeah. I, I want to point one thing out. Besides this, this situation with this uh, guy who got thrown in jail for a year for just talking, yeah. uh, and you know, people 9 nine eleven is the Patriot Act. This has been this began way before nine eleven. Uh, I remember, and you probably can recall this incident that a uh, a Russian kid speaking at one of the conferences in around ninety eight ninety nine uh, came out and discussed a. A reverse engineered some adobe uh copy protection scheme and and explained it to the audience and oh yeah sort of, and, uh,
2: he, he he
0: talked about it you i do remember this yeah all he did was talk about it and it resulted in, in him being arrested under some d, uh, d, d uh, dmca copy, yeah dmca the dmca and he was thrown in jail for just talking about something. And then he got out on bail and just headed out of the country and went to Russia and refused to return, for good reason, by the way. Anyone see? Uh, what you? Here's a classic movie for the uh, entertainment guys in their movie club. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a prisoner on a chain gang uh, mm-hmm. done with Paul Muni in the 30s. Uh, and here's a guy. It, it's a great movie because it shows how he, the guy was railroaded. And this Russian kid uh, wasn't going to take any chances with this stupid system. And he went back to Russia where he was safer than he would be here. Which is a disgusting concept, <laughs> yeah. but the point is, is that all he did was talk. So our free speech is gone. Do you and think?
10: Do you think? John, don't
0: think so. They're crazy.
2: Do you think maybe this is? Um, here's just a, a wild theory. So you know, we know that uh, the fairness doctrine has been cropping up. The, uh, the the left, who of course their their talk shows and their radio, uh, certainly on the radio is just almost non-existent. And then you know there's been a lot of talk, even from the White House, about. Oh, we've got to put the fairness doctrine back into effect, which means you have to give equal airtime on everything, uh, literally everything you say, which is just ludicrous. I mean, you, you couldn't have a show anymore. Um, do you think maybe the FCC ruling that essentially said, oh, you can use uh, all kinds of expletive words after the watershed, which is after, I think, 10 p.m.? Do you think they're trying p- yeah. to. Is it 10? I think it's 10
0: yeah. for generally, but it was always wide open after, after midnight. 11, after 30. 11 or midnight,
2: yeah. Do you think maybe it's like, let them all go crazy, uh, let them all say all these outrageous things, and then, you know, then someone will, you know, it'll become public topic of discussion. Everyone's going to be outraged by uh, uh, Dr. Laura saying nigger, by this whole uh, uh, Glenn Beck, you know, gay thing, which, of course, is patently offensive to homosexuals. Uh, and Muslims alike, and Muslims alike, is yeah a double hit. <laughs> yeah and uh and then we're gonna clamp down like this has gotten out of control we've gotta we've gotta put in regulation. do you think that's possible? I like it, and by the way, when people label me a conspiracy theorist, that's offensive to me too, you know that that has now become a bad word, so you know it's like everyone can be offended about something.
0: Well, yeah, you can be offended about something. Everyone can. Now, the conspiracy theory th- theorist thing has become a meme in the culture yeah. uh, to marginalize anybody who has any thoughts that are outside of the, whatever's lockstep what's in the checklist. And, and not, and not just
2: in, uh, in our U.S. culture. Uh, people in uh, the Netherlands who I met in Bonaire said, Oh, you are a conspiracy theorist. Say, said, yeah, that's what I am. So they they already have the meme. It's spread worldwide. It's like it's like, oh, when when you talk about things like uh, Oh, I don't know.
4: WTC seven won't go away
2: then you're a conspiracy theorist. So, so you are. Well So uh, <laughs> well, all, right. You know, all right, old man. You, I'm I'll just be ageist. yeah I'll just be ageist <laughs> on you. You're old. Is what you are? Yeah, old, it's true. Old, you look, cute, and you're baby. an ageist too, you crumb. Yeah, that's what I just said. You wanna, you wanna slam me? I'll slam you back. Ha,
0: what are you slamming? You're not slamming. Oh, you're not. That's not. That's,
2: uh. Yeah, when I say you're an old man, yeah, that's that's very rude. But let's put it this way: you're no Billy Idol, okay?
0: so you have a crush on Billy Idol now is what you're telling
2: me no I have a crush on Steve Stevens he had this guitar that lit up it was fucking awesome <laughs> <It> lit up <laughs> it, I never it, heard of the guy Steve Stevens oh my god uh, he's, it's, oh, he's, a, he's a legend I've heard of Billy Idol of course Steve Stevens is amazing he's a great guy he was good but and you've heard of Bobby Eden yeah of course so, well <laughs> everyone has ever since he took on that made that bet that public bet she says some people were actually very angry <laughs> Very, yeah, very angry. Yeah, no, well, I was. Well, well we're going to talk about it in the hot tub on Wednesday. Yeah, we're good. So anyway, I have a, just a fabulous little uh, little ditty that I uh, came across. you uh, filtered that hot tub? <laughs> uh, we cleansed it before uh, we moved in. I uh, would cleanse it after if I were you. So, Can we go ahead? So there's this, this story on uh, Gizmodo, uh, which actually was a rewrite... Uh, from uh, the Atlantic, the monthly uh, magazine, I guess, and uh, so that Gizmodo titled it "How ankle monitors could replace prisons," and uh, so you know it's like blah 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 blah, you know all this stuff, and uh, and ba- they basically they just ripped off uh, the Atlantic magazine, which had an article called "Prison Without Walls," which by the way shows you how lame Gizmodo is. They don't do their own reporting. They just take someone else's reporting. And, and Atlantic did some actual work here. Yeah, it's called a blog. Yeah, <laughs> it's called a blog. There's another swear word, blogger, you damn blogger. It's like you're saying booger, you damn blogger. So um, this is about uh, the whole idea of ankle bracelets uh, reducing, and th- it's fantastic when you think about it, John. When you think about the setup, and then I'm going to punch you, I'm going to hit you right in the mouth with some some great details. So, of course, we've got this prison system, which is completely commercialized. It's you know it's great to throw people in jail, because uh, the jails get uh, money per head. But what yeah, they if... Money per head, and they also get to put people to work at no pay. Well, what, this is slave labor. Yes, well, what if we could make it even a little bit better... And instead of having to go through the whole issue of you know taking care of these these prisoners, these poor saps who are caught Got smoking 20, weed, a year typically, yeah. It, so you know, instead of, but that's coming that's coming out of their bottom line. So why don't we just lock them up in their own home and use these bracelets for all these all these different crimes? Because this is not just about the scram bracelet. And so, in this article, I find the name of the company, Buy Incorporated which is just funny by itself, B-I. And they actually have the domain bi.com, which I can only imagine was a hot ticket to get com. And you need to look at this website. Find company based in uh, Colorado, I might point out. These guys are amazing, John. They've uh, So they were incorporated in uh, 1978 in Boulder, Colorado as an engineering and consulting firm. And they make all these amazing products i mean just their their technology and treatment solutions page let's see we've got the buy execute track 1 we've got the buy home guard 200 the buy voice id the buy tad the buy total access electronic Sobriator. that's my favorite it looks like a gun oh yeah <laughs> yeah the, but look at the the buy drive by <laughs> and it's spelled b i drive b i where you just drive by the slaves' home to see if they're there. You know, it registers uh, just from outside the door. These guys, are, they are the company. I wish I could invest in them. Uh, I think Is, they're, the, pr- is they're it private. a public company? You no, can invest in it. No, I think it's private. But look at their partners. Uh, the change companies. Microsoft. Uh, moral rec- uh, rec- moral Reconation Therapy. Sprint. And then look at their associations. This is fantastic. American Correctional Association, American Prohibition and Parole Association, National Association of Counties, American Jail Association, Federal Probation and Pretrial Officers Association, International Community Corrections Association, National Association of Drug Court Professionals, National Association of Pretrial Services Agencies, National Association of probation executives, National Sheriff's Association, the Washington Association of Sheriffs and Police Chiefs. The fix is in. You're not going to jail anymore. <laughs> Slave, you're at home. And you've got a, you've got a buy a bracelet on. You've got Gitmo jewelry draped from your wrists and your ankles. Now, the only thing I thought is they do have a reseller's page. I thought maybe we could become a qualified buy reseller in our area. I think we should. (laughs) Some slight irony there. The buy reseller program, Connecting for Success. (laughs) This is an awesome, awesome company. But uh, I don't think they're public. I think they're... uh, No, they're not.
0: I tried to... There's no evidence they're public. They're private. Uh, But these are the guys. They probably stay that way because there's there's some sort of underlying uh, scam here. Uh, and they can't probably reveal. I mean, well, if you're public, you got to tell all. And right. Well, of that.
2: course. Well, the scam is, is that they've basically they've got it all. They're they're working with all these associations. The whole idea is the prisons are full. Screw it. We'll just keep you in your home, slave. Shut up. Here's a bracelet. Kachunk. Done. Done. I love this. I you know this this is the, the, what a, what a what a gem of a find in Boulder, yeah, Colorado. Yeah. I give
0: you a ten on this one. Thank you. Yeah, but, but then now you've depressed everybody. No, no. Well, this does go along with um with
2: this uh, news story. So why
0: is Microsoft a partner? That's what I'd like to know.
2: <laughs> do I do I really have to explain? <laughs> Come on. They're the technology partner, of course. They're creating all this stuff. It's it's already in your PC. It's already, it's already in Vista or Windows 7 whatever it is. And this is why they're doing it.
5: A Texas man convicted of DWI for the ninth time will be spending the rest of his life in prison. Last month, a jury found 52 year old Bobby Joe Stovall guilty of driving while intoxicated. A judge has now sentenced him to life in prison. In July of 2009, (laughs) Stovall crashed his truck in Round Rock, Texas. A blood sample showed his blood alcohol level was 0.32, four times the legal limit in Texas. Stovall has half a dozen convictions. For other crimes
2: as well. So you know, like, it, what other crimes? Oh, they don't How tell come you they that. only emphasize that. What's no, the? No, they don't tell you that. It doesn't matter. The whole point is. What's the guy's name again? Stovall. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, I have a web. I have to think of a web page on it as well. Um, let me see. ABC News. They might actually have information. Uh, Bobby Stovall, fifty-four, same age as Billy Idol, was driving his truck in Round Rock, Texas, early July. He weaved through several lanes of traffic. blah, Blah blah. Blah, 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 blah. Let's see if the other. Um, well, he was convicted nine times. The guy does not deserve to be on the road, obviously. No, he's a drunk. Yeah, but instead of. Yeah, uh, you know, they, throw, they throw him in jail for life. <laughs> so instead of doing that, which is a pain in the ass, you got to take care of this guy. You got to feed him. You know, it's better to have the slave feeding himself in his own house. And you can make him work. You, you, you can make him do all kinds of work, call centers lick envelopes. Yeah, he could, he could do all kinds of stuff in the comfort of his own home. And if he yeah, drinks or do, yeah, or, we, or sex lines, anything. If he drinks or anything like that, you know, boop, 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 boop. So, so this buy incorporated, these guys, I mean, they're, they're going to clean house if they aren't already because it's an annuity. It's not just, you know, the bracelet. It's the service. I'm sure Microsoft is providing the service, you know, the, the back end, the cloud. You're connected to the cloud slave it's just uh this
0: phenomenal. is why you know uh what's the name of the guy who had this conspiracy show and he uh, was the governor of uh, minnesota for some reason jesse ventura jesse ventura <laughs> jesse ventura was on some the other day i think we played the clip he actually lives in mexico now because he thinks it's a safer more freedom loving yeah. place
2: yeah he's probably right that's pathetic I don't
0: understand how the public continues to put up with this. I mean, this character here has got issues. They should put him into some sort of a treatment program.
2: There's some some Ministry of Truth about Mexico, which I found to be very interesting. Uh, Associated Press, and we know how, uh, at least uh, I think that we can safely say that they are often associated with uh, information coming from the Central Intelligence Agency. Listen to this report, John, and, and you stop me when you... When you and this is from AP, right? Uh, Mexico City. An anonymous 20-something blogger is giving Mexicans what they can't get elsewhere. An inside view of their country's raging drug war. Operating from behind a thick curtain of computer security. <laughs> Do you want to stop me yet? <laughs> keep going blog del narco in less than six months has become mexico's go-to internet site at the time when mainstream media are feeling pressure and threats to stay away from the story i'm telling you this thing is a complete cia website many postings including warnings and a beheading appear to come directly from drug traffickers appear others depict crime scenes accessible only to military or police the mysterious blogger hides his identity behind an elaborate cyber screen (laughs) <laughs> the Associated Press wrote to the blog's email address, hosted on Google, I might point out, and the blogger called back from a disguised phone number. I mean, this is like, you can just see the guys at the agency writing this up.
0: Well, that's, they've, already, they've already field tested with, uh, with the WikiLeaks, <laughs> this
2: type of thing. Yeah. He said he's a student in northern Mexico majoring in computer security. There we go. There's your cyber threat meme. That he launched the blog in March as a, quote, hobby. But it has now grown to hundreds of postings a day and three million hits a week. And so it goes on and on with all of this really elaborate uh, language. And at the very end here, it's kind of funny. Uh, He says mainstream media uh, was stealing his content, so he doesn't feel bad about stealing theirs, until the National Millennial Television Network aired the Prison Warden video and credited Blog Del Narco. Its daily hits went up 30%. So apparently, they, you know, they, they know exactly what's going on with this blog, which uh, if you do a who is on lblogdelnarco.com it's uh, registered by uh, Protected Domain Services in Denver, Colorado. <laughs> here, listen. Well, that's, that's just a front. Yeah.
0: Well, that, okay. Here's here. I'm, I've got it open. And so I, I looked at it. You see the trans, do you see the translate? No, see, no. Well, do you see the see. translate button? I hit the translate, button, and the translation, this is the giveaway to me that something's fishy. The translation is perfect. I know. It's beautiful, isn't it? Let me read the headline <laughs> of the first posting. The Mexican army said that soldiers are not murderers. And then I'll read it. The commander of the fourth military region, Guillermo Serrano, Serrano, said Saturday that Mexican army soldiers are not murderers and only respond to the agri- aggressions of organized crime. This is like it was written in English, translated
2: to Spanish, or so it
0: would translate back perfectly.
2: Perfectly. And just put the button there, just to make it look good. It's fantastic. This is—you're right. I mean, it, when I saw this, I'm like, oh, Ministry of Truth, completely. Yeah, no, the
0: translation is absolute. And you know, most of the time there's some screw, screwiness. This is like perfect <laughs> <the> translation. <laughs> Register. Hey, hey guys you know try to make it a little funkier the yeah Alex i mean mess it up a bit over the public's eyes <laughs>
2: <laughs> so when you see that ap press release essentially with all these like shrouded in a veil of secrecy a secret phone number a secret email address the things hosted on google they can track who this guy is no problem it's like Google's in on it. They're hosting it for him. They're well, getting... you
0: know, they have you know in Mexico that for years now journalists couldn't do anything if they mentioned a guy <laughs> as a drug cartel, he'd be dead. He did shoot him. Yeah. And this is a, a, a workaround around to get the information out to both Americans and Mexicans uh, without having to worry about some. You know, that it's not going to stop. So this comes they can't right stop this guy, yeah.
2: and it comes right along with the following story. Um. Shooting in Monterey, four dead. This is from uh, Gallup, which I, you know, who the hell knows about polls. Uh, In U.S., confidence in newspapers and TV news remains a rarity. So I think if I look at this and this poll, which, you know, I guess it was really important to do this poll and this trend. They've been tracking it since 1990. People don't, which I think is a lie, an out and outright lie. People are saying they don't believe the news. The mainstream news. I, I don't buy that for a second. I think people totally buy it. I, I believe that that what's going to happen is we're going to get a whole bunch of these uh, Del Narco sites. They're proxy sites, which is yeah, which is going to look like you know some anonymous blogger behind a shield, you know, a, a screen of secrecy. But this is going to be the new information system. So they're going to tell you, network news, no good. It's it's no good. No one believes in it. You know, you you shouldn't be believing in this. And then they're going to start propagating all these blogs, which will be the the new version of of the truth.
0: Yeah, and these things can be just complete, you know, fronts. Well, could, can be. That's what they're going to be. They are. That's yeah. what they are. That's what this is. Yeah. Uh. <clears throat> but again, it's just, they're just testing these things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's all beta right now. But
2: it'll get there. It'll get there.
0: I and just, where all these photos come from? Here's a photo on the second <laughs> really? page of this blog with 66 comments uh, that is... Uh, I've never, heard of, I'd never heard of this. I've never heard of this thing. In the hangar. The photo's official from somewhere. Where'd you get, where did the guy get the photo?
2: Oh, it's only from military. Only military and police can get these photos. That's what, the, that's what the article says. So how does he get them? From the military and police, of course. They're handing it to him. They're writing it we got to be on the lookout. We need a uh, busted blog site or something so we can call this type of crap out when it happens. Because people will start believing in this shit. hmm. Amazing, though, right? Yeah, good catch. Hmm.
0: Meanwhile, there's a video here of some woman doing something weird. Uh, I'm I'm not playing
2: the videos anymore. I bet he has pre-rolls. It, bet, mostly, yes. I bet he's Hey, we might as well make some money on it as well. <laughs> Get some Google ads in there. This is good. This is really good. It's going to rock. Ah. So so we've talked for an hour already? Almost, yeah. Almost. Well,
0: maybe we should go into our knighthood and uh, compliment uh, moment.
2: Okay. I'm, I'm
0: down with that. Let me bring up the... Uh... L, L, so uh, L, L as, as we ex- as we explained, uh, or as we explain every week, this show is uh, listener supported, and we need listener support to continue to do the show. We have bills to pay, unfortunately, and uh, so uh, anyone who wants to uh, donate can go to dvorak.org/na and take on one of the programs we have, including the thirty-three dollars and thirty-three cent boarding pass to the spaceship that uh, Adam. It's the mothership. Uh, we-
2: not a spaceship, it's the mothership.
0: Some mother of a ship is coming.
2: Oh, hold on a second, John. I, I almost forgot. I'm so sorry. There we go. We have to have our uh, NPR telephones uh, ringing. Yeah, we need, like, we're going to have a ringing going on in the background from now on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're just not going to stop it. Yeah. I-
0: my key, my my Yamaha keyboard has better ringtones than that.
2: Well, now you say that, right? But that is not true because I was sent. Uh, here it is. the uh, The official, the universal telephone ring. This is uh, Hollywood, Lost and Found. This is uh, this is the quintessential. Actually, it's only this one. I'm gonna this, the one you're hearing right now. This is the. The telephone that, that, that one's good. That's the yeah. one
0: they use on PBS. This
2: is the one that has been used, which actually was produced at Universal Studios in the 70s, for the Rockford Files, which is uh, at the opening of the Rockford Files television show, and the uh, answering machine would pick up. This is the ring. So this is the one that they always use. Right? Yeah, that's a good one, ring.
0: That ring I like. Okay, so we'll keep that one. So, right. just to have it ringing in the background as we we're talking about yeah. uh, you know, getting some donation contributions, uh, knighthoods, and the rest of it, slash NA. And I want to thank some people who donated for the last show, including Randy Asher, of course, who's, who's uh, basically uh, uh, selling t shirts and giving us a piece of it. And NoAgendaStuff.com. One of our two lead artists.
2: Yes, NoAgendaStuff.com. And,
0: and he did the um, uh, art for last week's show, as a matter of fact. Barbara Starr in Cleveland, Ohio, uh, $60. And she has a message of which we needed to uh, to bring up. And let me just jump to that on the email.
2: Hi, John. I sent a check to the P.O. Box included note asking to renew my yearly subscription and for more No Agenda Karma. Last time I sent a check to the local Girl Scout Council. They changed their mind and did not close Camp Crowell Hilaka, but kept it partially open. They're going to make a final decision on the fate of our beloved camp soon, so please ask any listeners that have camped there to contact org. Please mention our website, because last time you mentioned us, we got some former campers to join us. Okay. So I think we've done that.
0: Now, yeah, we? We can maybe put a link in the show notes for the people that like to camp.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'll put a link uh, anyway, in the show notes. Let me Let me do that right now, lest I forget. It's a tough one. Yeah. You know, they could have had a little snappier name than friends of yeah, Kralhilaka.org. You know,
0: just a series of, l- of random <laughs> letters would be it's, better than that.
2: Yeah. It's really not a very handy Maybe one. The one in the middle. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, Michael uh, Warner Vestal New York 60 dollars uh, Derek Boley in no- North Sydney New South Wales 5510 Double Nickels on the Dime Maxwell Roberts uh, Double Nickels on the Dime Crown Point Indiana and right the same list Rory Buzka or Busca, Busca. Busca. Mm, He's in Caramel, or Carmel, Indiana. Two Indiana donations came at exactly the same time with the exact same amount of money, 5510, which I think was weird. Uh, Ronald Dawson, which is not unusual considering the random number theory. Ronald, Ronald Dawson, Edmonton, Alberta, $52. Uh, then we also have a knighthood uh, layaway with Greg Stone, who I believe is new to that, maybe not. He, uh, wa-
2: Somebody wa- answer the phone!
0: What? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody ever answers that phone.
2: No. They have all these people. <laughs> They're all online. Yep. If you don't get through to an operator immediately, just hold on the line. We'll be with you momentarily.
0: Do you think uh, uh, you can pronounce the uh, our uh, our uh, Swedish uh, donor here from Joachim
2: Delrud? Joachim. Is that the one? Yeah, Joachim Delrud from Bjornlunda. Yeah. answer the phone
0: he's obviously in the middle of nowhere but uh, no he's $50 Uh, Chris Slowinski from uh, Sherwood Park Alberta uh, fifty, and also uh, in so far as checks are concerned, we did get the Barbara Star check. Also, Chris Stewart of uh, Ontario, Canada, seventy-five dollars, and we want to thank thank you. Uh, no, thank you. All those people and all the ones who gave uh, you know joined the thirty-three dollar uh, uh, subscription or the thirty-dollar new thirty-dollar lucky subscription, and especially the five-dollar subscribers, and so. Uh, yeah, it's, it's
2: the monthlies that really do help. And please, uh, I can't say this often enough. Check and see if your subscription is still active. PayPal seems to deactivate those from time to time. Um, and that's just a shame. And uh, the more, even if you, uh, if you come in at a higher number, we'd appreciate you know, picking up one of those $5 a month subscriptions or one of the boarding passes because uh, that'll really sustain us uh, in the future. And, and, and also uh, Alex Liness Brown, a $1 donation. We appreciate that too. Uh, no, no douchebags. No de douching today. Although we have to. You no, know, I didn't see. I think there was. A, I think we're behind on a couple of
0: douchebag callouts, but they got lost in the email, and uh, the guys are going to have to re-email us. But you know, it's always. I'm going to remind people that just, especially with me, because they're emailing myself and Adam, and sometimes uh, Eric. But uh, for me, I happen to be a last in, first out type of person when it comes to email so if you email right after this show that hey you were supposed to d- call out so-and-so as a douchebag uh it will end up being the, the bottom, bottom of the list yeah. by the time the next show rolls around do it wednesday night
2: uh we do have to uh i don't i guess we forgot this john gonadis uh on the previous show uh he asked in uh, uh i think we, i guess we did thank him for his uh, support of the show uh we Neglected to mention his site, deviceknit.com. That's knit as in knitting, deviceknit.com. is a place where it helps people share ways of getting the most out of their electronics and gadgets. They have uh, a couple of ways to listen to the No Agenda show on there as well uh, in the car uh, with, like, transmitters and stuff. It's it's a a good little geeky gadget site, so we uh, we appreciate uh, John's support of the show. And uh, perhaps uh, I've got mine out. Here. Ooh, yes. Mm, It's so large once again. The gold one. Okay, this is uh, on behalf of um, Charles Jordan, who uh, has decided to give his knighthood today to his wife, Carol. So, Carol, please step forward. Oh, she's suave, isn't she? She's very nice. Carol! Carol! Thanks to Charles' complete donations and support of the No Agenda Show in the amount of at least $1,000, we hereby knight the Dame Carol Jordan, Dame of the No Agenda Roundtable. Please join us here at the Roundtable for some Hustlers and Petrus. That's our new one. We've got got Hookers uh, and Blow and Hustlers and Petrus. Which, yeah, is a, which is an outstanding also, Cabernet. I guess,
0: according to Eric, Paul Couture was not... Uh, no, no, that was for last week. No,
2: I, I, know. I know. That's why I didn't do them. Stock
0: symbol, B-I-A-C. What? For buy, according to... Maybe it's a public company, a Nasdaq.
2: Buy is a public company?
0: B-I-A-C is the symbol. Let's check it out.
2: Really? How's it doing? Is it on the upswing?
0: Well not, if if not, after all B I A C or find.
2: Dvorak dot org slash N A to support this show or channel Dvorak dot com slash N A. And of course you can find the link to the support page at uh noagendashow dot com where you can also find all the show notes. Hundreds of links in every single program. We have a stream that's running. Uh we've got a uh, a new show coming on to the stream as well, John. Uh that uh our uh, our friend Marcus Couch will be producing called the Earthquake Machine, which will be a hard rocking show. Looking forward to that uh, popping up on the stream pretty soon.
0: Uh, B I A C is not listed under ad, under anything. Hmm. That's not the uh, symbol. You Generally know, speaking, uh, most of these companies, if they're publicly listed, will have the symbol in their uh, in their website and they have in their website yeah, investor under, relations. Uh, the, they Usually don't have, the
2: tab investors. They don't have any of that so I, I i doubt it could be well who knows um i have an end of show clip john just wanted to clear it with you maybe we should end a little bit early not that we're ending now but how long is this clip it's 13 minutes and and maybe if i just play uh 30 seconds of the beginning of it it's of david Icke. you'll tell me uh, if you think we should play it or thank not very
1: much. thank you thanks for coming uh it's about 20 years ago now
2: This, by the way, is Trafalgar Square in uh, Gitmo Nation East, the 7th of August. So this is a brand new clip.
1: To understand not just the scale of pedophilia and child abuse and child abduction and all the rest of it, but the people and the level, cesspit level, known as the elite level of our society, which is driving it. uh
2: So, uh, he calls out uh, President Bush, (laughs) former prime ministers. It's an amazing piece about the pedo bear amongst the elites. And uh, I wanted to ask you if you thought it was okay if we played that as an end of show clip. I think it's too long. Too long? Then I'll just put it in the show notes.
0: Okay. I think you should put a link and let people listen to it if they want to. Okay.
2: Okay. Good. It's it's under pedo bear. Obviously uh, Sorry, okay. <laughs> that's that's our our general name that's where you can find it so um, I'd like to give you a little bit more info about the Ted Stevens crash yeah, uh some very interesting details so first of all they have uh there's a a notam which has been posted, which is a notice to airmen, and it's very interesting the because uh, of course you know you see all these reports and you know you had these you, the idea you get is like this hill and you know the mountain, and they crashed into the mountain, so they have put up a twenty five mile radius uh, no fly zone from the surface up to five thousand feet i'm sorry a twenty point seven nautical mile radius uh, in Dillingham, Alaska, and it says effective immediately until further notice pursuant to. CFR section, blah, 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 blah. Temporary flight restrictions are in effect for downed aircraft investigation. Uh, and then they give the coordinates. And I've actually, uh, I went to Google Earth, and I put these uh, coordinates in. The, the, the terrain there is two meters above sea level for a uh, for hundred miles radius. It's right on uh, the water, right near the bay. And it, it, this is where this aircraft went down. It sure as hell didn't fly into a mountain. And if that's not where the aircraft went down, why, are the, why did they put up this no-fly zone there? And it's, it's very, very weird. And then they have these stories coming out saying, well, uh, Ted Stevens' plane had a terrain warning system. Well, they should not have flown in. Any. Well, there was nothing to fly into if that's, where if that's where the no-fly zone is for the downed aircraft. There was nothing to fly. There hundreds of miles before you hit anything above 100 meters.
0: Yeah. Well, 100- I, I mean, have you seen the pictures, though? It is the side of a hill.
2: It, but but this is not nowhere near where this this uh, no fly zone is. So so you what so what
0: what are you trying to tell us? Well, that either something's fishy. We know that. Yes.
2: Okay. So the couple of things. One, uh, the terrain warning didn't go off because there was no terrain to fly into. So I I don't know. I, I have not seen this picture. Can you Skype me a link for this picture? That I you're talking just saw. About?
0: It was, I can't Skype you a link. It was played on the Fox. Uh, they showed the. Oh plane. yeah. Okay. So that's there. You go. Ministry of Truth. It could have been CNN, but it doesn't make any difference. But they showed right. the plane crashed there, and it looks like a classic little small airplane. It was the side of a hill.
2: Did it have floats on? Could you see if the plane had floats? Yeah, no,
0: it's, you, you couldn't see floats, and all you could see was the top. Uh, the bottom of the thing was gone, and it, so it was could smashed up. Could have just been file footage.
2: Who knows what it was? Well, anyway, so, so the... I'm telling you, I saw what they showed. So this aircraft, as are all aircraft... Is outfitted with an ELT uh, emergency locator transmitter, which uh, you you cannot fly legally without this thing being up to date. In fact, uh, mine has to be. Um, uh, I have to get a new one because they expire uh, before I can sell my aircraft. Yeah, more crap. It's um, always something. I'm telling you. Oh, it's it's so painful. The paperwork. I mean, literally the paperwork to to get this done. I, mean, I got people who might want to buy it, but the but the paperwork is just. Not done yet. It's, it's horrible. Um, <clears throat> so the ELT didn't go. Now, this ELT, if you kick it in the airplane, it'll go off. So when you, when you, when you hit something, this thing is, is wired to essentially go off and, and send out an emergency beacon. Unless, of course, there's some kind of weird radio waves that would disable that. But I'm going to stay away from that. So I took a picture of three points on the map in Alaska. I took a picture of this uh, no-fly zone where there are no hills whatsoever. So if that's where the aircraft crashed, it's not in a hill. It's it like, like a big slope, John, or a little slope? Or what, what did it look like to you?
0: It was a mild slope. It wasn't like the side of a mountain. It was looked like a small hill. Uh, oh, that's that possible. Was, it's say, it like the Albany Hill in uh, in the Berkeley area. It's a small hill, about uh, maybe 500 feet high. I'm guessing because uh, you couldn't see too far down. But it was a mild slope. It wasn't like a you know, it wasn't very right. Steep. So it's, they did not. And it was, by the way, grassy.
2: So if it's 500 feet, they didn't fly into it. They crashed into it because you're not flying at 500 feet. Sky of course, you know. Anyway, so then I uh, I plotted the harp. Uh, facility, which you can see on Google Earth. I mean, there's just a huge array of antennas. And here, and here's what was interesting. Then I plotted the site of the crash of um, Terry, the pilot's son's C-17. If you draw a line from the Harp facility to Dillingham, Alaska, right in the middle, on the very same line. Is where the C seventeen went down. So you've been spending a lot of time on Google Earth. <laughs> well, because you know you you berated me so so much. I'm like, wow, man, you know, I'm I'm so confident that this has something to do with HARP. Uh, there's just too much evidence, or seemingly too much evidence, pointing towards it. That when you look at this picture, you're just like, wow, that, you know, coincidence? Yeah, maybe, maybe not. Uh, oh, I, I got a picture of the plane crash here. Mr. Oil just Skyped it to me. Let me take a look. Let's see what this hill looks like. Ah! Oh, right. The hill is in the distance.
0: Let me see that picture. I'll see if it's the same thing I saw. Yeah, hold on. Let me, uh,
2: bring up the Skype here. I'm also going to throw this into the chat room so people can, uh, play along at home yeah the hill is way in the distance this is just a slope yeah this this looks like the place where it happened so they went down they didn't oh, crash this is, this
0: is nothing like the shot i saw oh well <laughs> this okay. is this is not even that little blump is must be where the plane is right yeah with the smoke now, they had a close-up <laughs> of the plane it's a it's an orange red colored thing mm. which you might want to check out if that's the case and it was a but that's like the yeah that's probably the hill yeah that's it in the background yeah, so that that's that's not, a crappy picture that picture's useless, yeah
2: anyway, so I found the uh the coordinates of those three um three waypoints rather uh rather interesting
0: and we did get an email from a uh Alaskan
2: who said this guy was an amazing pilot, there's no fricking way.
0: And he also talked about Stevens being, you know, uh, a target. And uh, and apparently the Sarah Palin group and Stevens group are uh, out to get each other. And uh, for some reason, I don't know why. And uh, it was an interesting little email. It kind of he, he was totally convinced that it was a hit.
2: So whether it was a hit by Sabotage, whether it was a hit by Harp, which I'm pretty convinced it was, you know, there's just too much going on with the Sun C-17, etc., regardless it's old-fashioned because there's a new way for two to the head and this just uh, took place uh colin birch uh let me guess okay oh by the
0: way i would be i would think twice about that hot tub thing you're thinking about
2: (laughs) (laughs) well listen to this the new way and uh this is uh, from australia is death by hooker (laughs)
0: well at least they're getting creative
2: here it is colin birch 44 hanged himself from a tree days after he lost his job as an assistant vice president at deutsche bank in london the women marie laurent and alex sterley both 35 thought he was playing a kinky sex game and wearing a safety harness they hurled abuse at him telling him he deserved to die while he stood on a wooden step with a noose around his neck the girls believed, this is from the police report, the girls believed they were used to help kill him without realizing what they were doing. It was death by hooker. Miss <laughs> Laurent and Miss Sturley from Katie's lovely escort agency said that Mr. Birch, hold on a second, said that uh, Mr. Birch had told them to meet them at a wood in Dartford Heath in Southeast England on July 30th and pose as, ex- as his executioners. <laughs> the women told police they left him only for a moment and that during that time he had killed himself. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm saying yeah. you know suicide let's not order hookers <laughs> this, so is, I,
4: this so is not
0: I, good <laughs> so I have uh this some better picture that I just skyped you for the from the plane crash yeah, I'm looking at it right now, it's loading, and you can see it's just the side of a hill, but if you look in the background, this is not that flat it is not as flat as you'd say, but the, what what's he doing there is still another issue. This thing is fishy.
2: Yeah, this is not at all the same picture. Uh, it's you can't quite read out the uh, the tail number. Can you see what it says? Four five five. I can't read the tail number, and you can't see. Uh, this may not even be the plane, man. It's like N
0: four five five something. Yeah, I need so, th- it, it, Bush is right, obscuring it for some. Und- you know, I guess. It's- yeah, of course.
2: You know, we. So we. Ah, does anyone we have, to have-
0: get this photoshopped? But whatever the case, it's a fishy deal, and it's, we're gonna we're gonna leave it leave it at that. But the hooker thing, yeah, that could be a problem. <laughs> yeah, for you. Oh, he was into kinky sex. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but he. Not yeah. only do you not get killed, but then you, you you leave a legacy of being some sort of a weirdo.
2: So let me just yeah. So let me just <laughs> say, a double hit. Should I, uh, after this Wednesday's uh, Daily Source Code with Bobby Eden, mysteriously have pulled the lid over the hot tub and killed <laughs> myself, or have hung myself? Uh, and and she just looked. at away for a moment and she and mickey were playing scrabble or words with friends uh i did not kill myself okay just so you know i'm saying it now damn
0: there are other ways to get you curry <laughs>
2: this this is creative though you, you gotta hand it to him it's creative yeah, no, it's, it's better than the than the two shots it's creative all right uh this one has to go now all aboard trains good planes bad Okay, two stories. Two amazing ditties. And outside of the runaway subway in uh, in in London which was funny. You heard about that the subway
0: Oh yeah, the subway running away. Yeah, in fact I'm I'm starting to notice a uh, the trends uh, there's actually people taking sides. I'm thinking the New York Times is now is now on the side of planes.
2: Well, yeah, and, and actually there's some more evidence that might corroborate that. But the uh, the most interesting, well, there, there's two stories uh, about Planes Bad. And so Peggy Noonan, not a fan of Miss Noonan's writing. She writes this whole uh, essay or op-ed in the Wall Street Journal about, uh, you know, it, it's basically it's a setup for the video on the page. And I want to play the video on the page because this shows you, uh, it, it's, it's, it's absolutely amazing how this story was planted to show you how bad plane travel is. We got off on a little a little track here, a sidetrack of the guy's a hero and quit your job and all that. So the Wall Street Journal, which of course is a part of uh, the Murdoch Empire and we believe is probably also run by Democrats, they really bring it back with their WallStreetJournal.com report. This will slay you, John, when you this. Get- Journal, Wall Street Journal. South. Oh, Jesus Christ. The one thing I didn't think I because I checked it, and it didn't have a pre-roll. <laughs> it's the one thing I didn't have a clip of, and it has a pre-roll. I'm sorry. It's
10: only IBM, though. Right. Together. Well, at least we're consistent. Yeah.
2: Hey, IBM slash engines. Nice. A
10: story this week about a uh, a folk hero, Steven Slater, the, uh, the uh, flight attendant with uh, JetBlue, who made headlines. And uh, here to talk about it are my editorial board uh, colleagues, uh, Jason...
2: So editorial board colleagues, that means the shills, right? Yeah, These are the guys who are paid to say whatever is the message.
10: Riley and Matt Kaminsky, thanks for joining us. Thank you. So uh, the news uh, from uh, the news side of the Wall Street Journal this week is that uh, uh, Mr. Slater is looking like less and less of a hero. Uh, uh, People who were on the flight uh, from Pittsburgh to New York uh, earlier this week saying he was abusive. He may have had that cut on his head uh, when he got on the flight. Uh, uh, He was saying, uh, let me get the quote here, saying... uh, Uh, I have to, uh, I need to take care of myself first, honey, when uh, someone asked him for assistance with some coffee that had spilled. By the
2: way, another gay reference there. They keep pulling that out, the honey thing.
10: Um, But, uh, so we're seeing a picture here emerging of a guy, and I should say there's a question whether this uh, woman who...
4: uh,
10: You hear it? You hear the setup? He claims uh, uh, harassed him even exists, but... uh, (laughs)
2: But, See, they're saying that the, the woman didn't even exist is what they're saying now. That she didn't even exist. There was no woman with baggage.
10: Uh, but whether or not his story is true, he, Jason, you never really bought into the idea that this guy was a hero. Not not at all. I mean,
3: you have to keep in mind this started as a baggage dispute. A woman apparently brought uh, two bags on board, was trying to put them in the overhead when this dispute broke out. Um, and Slater is a self-described bag Nazi. <laughs> Now,
2: (laughs) I mean, can it get much better with calling someone on a plane a Nazi?
4: John,
3: it's, getting, it's getting good. Yeah, okay, hold on. <laughs> it's just ama- it amazing to me that the storyline has been to sympathize with the airline employee. Flights have gotten more expensive in recent years. They want you at the airport three hours ahead of time for a one-hour flight, which is often you know delayed if not canceled, uh, when, where you have little recourse. Uh, flights are more expensive and they're serving less food, fewer snacks. You have to pay for them. You have to pay for bags that they often lose on the way. airline personnel to me how good is this this guy is like he's getting the, the 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 star merit award
2: of honor for the trains. yeah, he's like listing everything as bullcrap. By the way, you don't have to be it's, three no, it's three hours. Is a lie. It's a total. It's lie. an out and out lie. But, it's a lie. <laughs> but he's you know he
0: the excuse is that uh, from the journalistic perspective, as well, and, uh, well, I'm just exaggerating a little bit just to make the point that you do have to be there earlier, and they make a big deal out of it, and all the rest of it, and uh, and he. It, but it's like the laundry list of problem that of complaints. He's he's doing it and exaggerating them all to make it even worse, which but, is actually you shouldn't be doing.
2: But wait, there's more, John. It doesn't end there oh no
10: <laughs> is the problem well, well, the real hero okay, here okay is we, the we don't want we don't <laughs> want to make uh, generalizations <laughs> about uh, airline personnel but matt this idea that this guy is a folk hero that that a lot of people seem to not identify with the passengers but with uh, with slater in this case uh, i mean did and then Rush Limbaugh. He was saying, you know, maybe the guy was racing home to hear the Limbaugh radio program that day. I mean. <laughs> Look,
9: I mean, I think it's, there's a clear reason why we, all of us in some way, sympathize with him. He had a bad day at the office. He kind of lost it. He had his Howard Beale, Beale moment. You know, I'm mad as hell. I'm going to pull the emergency slide and just shoot out of there with a the beard in my hand. Uh, don't worry. Or I'm two. not going to start, start cursing here. or or. or, or you something you want to talk about. <laughs> But then I think what we're realizing now is that actually it's us passengers who should have this Howard Beale moment.
2: <laughs> Here you go. So he ta- now the other guy going to pile jump and do another plane's bad thing mad as hell. I
9: think we've all, anyone who's flown domestic in this country must have a masochistic streak in them. It is, right. it is one of the worst experiences. I mean, especially compared to 10 years ago. I mean, my favorite is the fee for the extra piece of luggage, which happens to be your first piece of luggage that, that you
3: want to check in. Yeah. Um, Matt. people all- <laughs> would check for luggage if they thought it was going to arrive with them at their destination. It often does not. I mean, in the name of safety in the past interest. 10 years, in the name of safety, I think airline personnel has been on a power trip, and <laughs> frankly, and they've made airline travel in a large, in, in many ways, miserable, and, and again, my sympathies have always been with this woman, whether she exists or not. <laughs> plus, all, right, well, I, I'm gonna, I'm all right,
2: so you get the whole point, obviously.
3: Yeah.
0: But well, they don't bring the trains in, they, so, that, you know, so I'm not oh, pleased.
2: They? Yeah, they, they don't need to bring the trains in to... Yeah, to I know, to I'm s- saying that, but they, at least they didn't do that. We had uh, one other planes bad story uh, about the 15-year-olds who took their babysitting money and hopped on uh, a Southwest flight. I'm sure you heard about this story, John.
6: Yep. Southwest Airlines is defending its policy on unaccompanied minors after three Jacksonville children bought plane tickets to Nashville and flew there without their parents even knowing about it.
2: Listen to these kids. They're totally prepped.
6: Three are 15, 13, and 11. NBC's Mark Potter reports.
8: On a summer day in Jacksonville, Florida, 13-year-old Bobby Nolan was looking for something to do when 15-year-old Bridget Brown sent him a text message.
9: I asked him today if he wanted to go to Nashville, Tennessee.
8: Welcome to Dollywood. They decided Dollywood. to visit the Dollywood theme park using $700
2: Bridget saved from babysitting. Dude, I've babysat before. Have you ever saved $700 for babysitting? <laughs> hey, maybe she babysits a lot. Hi! <laughs> And without telling their
8: parents, Bridget, her 11-year-old brother Cody and Bobby, then took a cab to the
2: airport and bought tickets to Nashville. Anyway, I, I don't want this is a, the clip is way too long, but um, they bring in the expert. Who then, uh, you know, says, oh, there's a huge security hole because anyone uh, under the age of uh, 15, under the age of 18, I think even says, doesn't have to identify themselves because these kids went to the airport, they paid cash, you know, they could have been terrorists. That's not true. This is what they're saying. What's not true? I've
0: looked into the TSA rules on this because my, I fly my daughter back and forth, you know, or I usually fly with her, and I always make sure she has her, her ID, but it turns out that if you're a parent and you have an under, you know, somebody under 21 or 18 or whatever it is, I guess it's 18, they don't have to have an ID. That is a security hole of sorts. The kids do not have to have IDs. That's if they're traveling with the someone.
2: Adults. With someone. Well,
0: you want to hear the experts? So if you have just three kids, do they have no ID? Do we know that for a fact? Did the older girl have ID? Well, the-
2: no they had no id and nobody had id no and this guy even this guy it it gets into one whole id thing which like everyone has some form of id you've got a birth certificate which by the way it doesn't it's not qualified as id it doesn't have your picture on it It's not id it's It's id well listen to this guy teen
8: are not required to show id to fly all they need is a valid boarding pass before entering security and Southwest Airlines says, under its policies, a 12-year-old can travel alone. As for 11-year-old Cody, Southwest says he, too, was okay to fly because he was accompanied. Now, listen to the
2: expert who she brought in home.
6: Um, this was within the rules then, specifically, but a lot of people are saying, does the gate agent, does the ticketing agent have any discretion when they're either issuing these tickets, a, a child's paying cash, and, you know, could she have said, where's your mom and dad? Do they know you're flying?
8: So many alarm bells were going off here First off, the ages of the kids, especially the very young one, they're buying uh, tickets with cash. They're buying one-way only tickets. There's no parents there. There's no ID. Any one of those things could have set, uh, set this thing in motion to ask for a supervisor who might come in and say, hey, kids, do your folks know you're here? Right,
6: exactly. Just to double-check policy. Where it was common sense. That's right. the question exactly. people want to know. You mentioned uh, Southwest Airlines and, and their statement. We actually
0: have a specific statement. Yeah. So, uh, okay, a couple of things yeah. jump out. Yeah. First of all, a 15-year-old kid can get on a bus. Yeah, exactly. They get Thank on a local you. bus, and get on a Greyhound bus. Thank they can you. go anywhere they want. So Thank what difference you. does it make whether it's a bus or a plane? Well, now they're trying to make it a security thing because we're going to have yes. obviously 11-year-olds going and loading up with bombs. And yeah, I guess <laughs> that could happen in the Middle East, but it's not going to happen here. Let's face reality. This is a bunch of malarkey. It's baloney. Uh... They had one-way tickets without well, it's like you know your kids going there and get to move there I don't believe they had one- way tickets it doesn't make any sense
2: i don't i don't I don't understand how they TSA does not let you through this just doesn't it, the whole story sounds bogus to me you can, TSA checks your ID against your ticket and you can't go through security unless you have that or and yeah sure maybe if you're with an adult and you're fifteen. You don't have to have uh, yeah, some no, form of ID. Yeah, no, that doesn't make
0: sense. The, the oldest girl must have had ID. Well, they say she didn't.
2: They well, say she didn't.
0: Well, there's something's wrong with the report.
2: Well, the thing that's wrong with it, the only reason why it's a report is because planes are bad. Well, so, well, I'm not even sure that...
0: See, the problem is, what could they get on a train and go to Nashville? I mean, is that okay? I mean, the whole
2: thing, <laughs> exactly. this whole report is making me sick. Yes. Could you just uh, reiterate... Briefly, why we think this whole trains and planes thing is going on. Yeah.
0: Uh, you know, we have one of the greatest transportation systems in the world with our uh, airline system. Uh, You can go anywhere you you want, and you can go get there rather quickly. We're never going to move to trains, which is really only works in a compact area like Europe, or in places where you really you you know you got to control the people more, like maybe China. But uh, generally speaking, we're never going to take a high speed rail from San Francisco to Chicago, or even San Francisco to Los Angeles, for that matter. The idea, though, is to is to kind of promote the idea of of uh, high-speed rail so we can put in new track beds around the country which are falling apart and they're old-fashioned these new tracks are made out of welded uh, steel and on the cement beds are beautiful reared in metal they're absolutely fantastic. And the idea is to set it up, make the taxpayers pick up the bill for upgrading the bed around the country so they, so Burlington Northern can at some point say, hey, you're not using it this very well. Nobody's taking your stupid high-speed rail. Can we use it? Oh, okay, well, maybe we can make up, you know, we can get something out of these tracks. And all the freight then goes on the high-speed rail and goes flying around without Burlington Northern having to pick up a nickel of it. It's
2: a scam. Thank you. Thank you very much. I got to shorten that speech up a little bit. No, that was that was much better. But, you know, because new people are listening to the show and like, why are you guys against trains? It's wonderful. We can get there in three times the amount of time. <laughs> we can spend days on we the can, train. We can, and we got Wi-Fi. It's wonderful. <laughs> we, the trains are good. Uh, and get there, and even if
0: it's local, like I said the other day, I mean, I can go take the train to Sacramento to go to the museum up there. But I, it, it costs more than it would... Cost me to drive, I would get there maybe a little faster, but not much. And I don't have a car when I'm there. I mean, the whole thing is ridiculous. It makes no logical sense.
2: Maybe the TSA let them through, like, hey, we got three kids. We can look at them naked.
0: (laughs) Maybe the whole thing was a bunch of bull crap. It's more like it. Yeah. So I've got an interesting clip. We want to change the topic a bit. Sure. Unless you have more trains and planes things. No, but but let me just
2: just, uh, close it out because we love playing the jingle so much. All aboard.
8: Trains
4: good. Planes bad.
0: Woo-hoo. Wi-Fi and hot towels. So the, uh, you know, I haven't heard an in the morning for a while. So uh, that's not a bad combination. Yeah, it works. Um, so Christopher Hitchens, the British writer, who's a very interesting character in terms of his politics and his uh, his intellectualism as a journalist, is dying, and he's probably going to be dead before the end of the year.
2: What's he dying of?
0: He's he had esophageal cancer, which has oh, oh, metastasized to everything uh, he's got it in sucks. his lungs and his uh, lymph nodes, the whole thing. Yeah, fuck. And, uh, but he had a Charlie Rose, who we're not necessarily big fans of, had a pretty good interview with him a couple of days ago.
2: Wait, you mean, uh. Tell me about the sexuality. It's in
0: your DNA. that Charlie Rose? <laughs> yeah, well, this is he, when he's with a male, it's a little different. So, uh. And I just, I was listening to the thing, looking for some, some clips. And the only one I found that was kind of interesting was Hitchens on Clinton. He, they asked him about his feelings about Bill Clinton. And I thought since we've been, you know, pounding Clinton, since he's, he still hasn't filed his, you know, anything on the charity of his. He's stealing money for the Haitians and he's on the Gulf the Gulfstream. As we, if anyone listened to the last week's show, we documented a lot of interesting things about Wycliffe John. John. Wycliffe John. And the Gulf Stream jetty flies around in the same. I, I have some
2: uses. more on him later, by the way. Well, play the Clinton
0: on uh, the Hitchens on Clinton thing. I just think it's a really interesting clip from a guy who's uh, really uh, who has
2: nothing to lose.
0: Has nothing to lose.
2: Has time made
0: you
1: more or less uh, admiring of Bill Clinton? Certainly not more. I didn't, I'm not sure it could have been any less. Really? Yes. <laughs> he, he, you had that much. It's it's visceral, if you like. I just, uh, it is? Yes, what is the visceral? Just i um, I've interviewed some of the women whose stories never quite made it, you know, who claimed that he forced himself on them. I think they're telling the truth. Um, I thought that his... That's unimaginable to you, isn't it? That yes. You, I know, because... <laughs> yes, or that, yes, that I'd have a friend who is... Yeah, exactly. Male I friend. mean, it's unimaginable because the idea that That you have been so lucky and fortunate or successful? Well, no. (laughs) Um, I'm not sure I saw that coming. Um, (laughs) I've been looking for an opportunity to express it. I I had a better way. I think
2: think even the most... What the hell is Rose doing?
1: Rose is,
0: I, I, you know, now that you mentioned, I was going to edit that part out because it was Rose being so friggin' lame.
1: Tell me about the sexuality. It's in your DNA.
0: Apparently, about, you know, Hitchens womanizing without having to be a masher. But he couldn't bring himself to actually. Br- so it became this, this kind of a awkward moment in the interview, and I, I, I was going to just cut it out, and I forgot to. Uh, but no, it's, it's just good. the guy's a jerk. Yeah. But anyway, so he gets
1: back on topic here right after this. What's the uh, quip of men? Um, should get used to the idea that if they're going to enjoy female, female company, it better be on their own merits. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, so what's a visceral attitude about Clinton? I thought that George Stephanopoulos was essentially right when he realised that the man was sociopathic. That other people don't have a real existence. Of Clinton. I mean, he he's, he only cares about himself. Yeah. I thought that was so obvious and so reptilian um and so damaging to politics that seems to be in the end history is what fascinates you the most Mm. the making of history yes and having a sense of what goes into making that yeah absolutely and what you have said before is the idea that you influence history is the most intoxicating of things yeah so uh,
0: I didn't re- – I- did I must have missed the Stephanopoulos? I didn't know Stephanopoulos said that uh, Clinton was
2: a sociopath. I never heard it. It wasn't on uh, Extra. <laughs> it wasn't on CNN. It wasn't, wasn't on Extra. On Extra. <laughs> so <laughs> I must have missed it. Wow. Uh, yeah. So uh, a couple of nuggets there, eh? Yeah. I wow.
0: thought that – I was very interested in that. I mean, he really uh... – but, you know, I knew somebody – it was an agent, uh, a female, that was mashed by him. Uh, he apparently goes up to a lot of women that he's targeting, and the first thing he starts doing, she said, creeps her out. It starts, you know, you know these, you've seen these guys. They go up to a woman, and they start rubbing them, <sighs> as rubbing the woman's shoulders, or they're rubbing their arm as they're talking to him constantly. Yeah. And apparently he does that kind of thing. And then, again, it moves, keeps moving in closer. You have to keep backing off until you hit a wall. And then you know, then he he moves in. But the curious thing, Gore seems to be the same way. Douchebag.
2: There you go. All right. Enough. Well, so um, speaking of Bill, the uh, the guy who uh, pretty much uh, single-handedly has helped the takeover of Haiti. A uh, very interesting article in uh, Spanish article. Let me uh, bring up the original. I have the Google translation uh, in. Elcarib.com.do from the Dominican uh, Republic. Well, it's interesting when you go to translate an article on Google, and so you've copied the URL, and then you go to Google and you click on language tools, it already knows that you want to translate Spanish. Have you ever noticed that? If you have like, Uh, if you have a German article, it already has uh, German pre-selected. No, I didn't notice that, but that's a very nice feature. (laughs) Yeah, Nice feature. So, um, this is a scientific uh, study of the earthquake in Haiti, which, as you know, I believe was uh, uh, caused by the earthquake machine. So, there is a fault in Haiti, uh, and we know there is, because uh, there was uh, an earthquake, was it 80 years ago or something? Yeah. And, um, but that was not this, this fault, So scientists are are puzzled and are scratching their heads because it was not this fault. There must be a new fault somewhere. Um, The absence of changes on the ground in the area is the first indication the fault was not responsible uh, as the fault extends east to west. However, part of the land bounced up and south to the north of the fault uh, named Enriculo an indication of the existence of another fault, although still unknown in that area. So, more uh, credence to my theory that uh, that this was set off by uh, a so-called earthquake machine. Uh, intentionally so. And so then we get this uh, douchebag, Wyclef Jean, who uh, all of a sudden has got the Armani suit and is flying in uh, the Gulfstream 4 that Clinton uses and the... Uh, and the oil guys are using, because, of course, there's a complete oil takeover. And uh, now, because uh, he was a Fuji, a Fuji, uh, and a former bandmate of his comes out and says, well, this guy's a douchebag. <laughs> he, sh- <laughs> he shouldn't be, uh, he shouldn't be uh, president of Haiti. You've got, this is um, uh, Pros is his uh, bandmate, Pros. Haitian-born musician says he will not back uh, Wyclef Jean because he lacks a definitive plan to bring the island nation into the 21st century. It gets better here. You've got 1.2 million people living in Tent City right now. What are the plans to get these people out, Prost said of the survivors of the January 12th earthquake. Prost plans to support Jean's opponent, Michael Sweet Mickey Martelli. So we have a new player. (laughs) And hey, Martelli's running. <laughs> this guy You're is. You're voting for him. You know what I mean? Michael Martelli has been heralded as a pioneer of a unique brand of compas music, a style of Haitian dance they music. Run, I mean, <laughs> yeah, so they've, they've got this. this yeah, they've got the new How Sweet do you spell Mickey. His name? Um, it is uh, Sweet Mickey, is his nickname. And you spell the way my Mickey's uh, name, M I C K Y. Uh, Michael Martelli, M A R T E L L Y and uh so now it's the battle of the musicians for the presidency of haiti but this guy this sweet mickey guy he's perhaps even worse he's worse outlandishly and outspoken martelli has been known to drink publicly while performing in wigs costumes diapers and scottish kilts and occasionally remove his own attire while performing well, arguably the most recognized and applauded musician and public personality in Haiti, Martelli's performance style has sometimes ignited controversy throughout the Haitian diaspora. He has finished school and has a degree in music. This is, I'm reading from Wikipedia, so take that with a grain of salt. So... And- well, 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 as late as August
0: 6th, <laughs> Michael Martelli is shown as, M-I-C-H-E-L, we have it here, Martelli, and he was a ball, is just shaved head character, is his running mate of Wycliffe Jean:
2: Really? Where did you have this? Is that
0: also on the I weekend?: I got it on a website that called Lovelytea.com, uh, which is a, apparently a music site or something that comes out of the area.: Huh Wycliffe, R- Wycliffe's running mate Michael Martelli speaks. Huh? And there's an interview with him
2: martelli's past and current friendships with members of haiti's turbulent government and with u.s diplomats has been met with mixed opinion and criticism by music fans and activists alike they're both shills this this is this is the perfect way if you want to make sure you get the right outcome of the match you've got to own both sides so they're like okay we got this white cleft jean he's in we need someone to run against him who was the guy with the diapers yeah that guy but bring him in there's the link is there a video we can play? No. Well, yeah, maybe down further, but I don't trust it. I'll put this into the show notes uh, as well. That is phenomenal, phenomenal. They just, just something. Br- let's put it this way: something's fishy. <laughs> yeah. And the answer, of course, to what are you going to do with the one point two million in Ten City is they're going to be your servants. They're going to be serving your drinks, your mojito. And they're going to be cleaning up your room, making your bed in the new yeah. Hilton Hotel, in the Clinton, Clinton Hilton Hotel complex. It's a total rip-off of that country. I, I don't see any video on this page. Is there anything? Uh, any okay. good? No, it doesn't matter. Um, and, of course, lots of people sent me the uh, Rich Cracker spot that uh, Wyclef Jean stars in. I guess uh, he's now the spokesman for Ritz Crackers. So uh, what are we going to do with those 1.2 million people? We're going to let them eat Ritz Crackers. Eat Rich Crackers and Hot Pockets. Sorry, Haiti. Nice knowing you. This is interesting.
0: This uh, from September 27, 2007, Michael Martelli and Wycliffe campaign video. They apparently have been running before in some huh. way, shape, or form. Wow. I so I can't th- believe it. this. Let me look th- at this, this again. This is so this on a forum, So the date may be wrong. Yeah,
2: but John, this makes so much sense. If you if you want to win an election, you've got to own both sides. These two guys who apparently are friends, they're, they're just going to be they're going to be running against each other. But they both it doesn't matter who wins because they're both in the pocket of the the corporations.
0: Wow. Here's a Sunday, August 8th uh, uh, posting from somebody who was apparently listening to some presentation. This is August 8th. I have to admit, Sweet Mickey presented himself better than Wycliffe in his video interview. So there's something out there we can look at. However, neither one of these should be a candidate. So this is where they're, I guess, facing off against each other. Clef was not delivering a speech. Clef was rapping. Mickey, on the other hand, was quite elegant in delivering his positions and ideas. Hmm. There's something. This is just totally fishy.
2: Yeah, you think?
0: And here's some videos. You, I'm going to give you this link, but we don't, we don't want to play these now, but you should l- I'll, watch I'll them put, later.
2: I'll put them in the show notes for sure. Good. Huh. You got any more clips? Yeah, I got a couple. All right. Roll oh, them well, out, let me brother. Back to, let
0: me, I'm sending you the Skype file Yeah, I got first. it. I got it. I got it. Oh, I
2: all love right, the back. internets. Thank you, Skype. Too bad you're going public, so it'll all suck from now on. We'll enjoy it I while found a word
0: uh, that's that's a cool one to use oh. uh, which is there's a 15 second ad called deodorant and it which has a weird sound effect in the middle of it see if you can pick up the sound effect uh, there's a 15 second ad for a deodorant and the use there's a usage uh, in there that I think is just so cool uh JC and I both spotted it uh, as a word we should be using more okay but see if you can find you, first you're going have to listen for the sound effect which mm-hmm. is hilarious and mm-hmm. then the, the word that we're, we're looking for
2: and it's not panty waste. No, okay. that's a good one
6: If you feel you sweat more than average you probably avoid getting close to people Degree clinical protection Its wetness protection is up to three times stronger than necessary Dare to get much closer
2: Okay, I got the, the, the Yeah But I didn't hear the word Clinical Clinical. Let me hear that again so they
8: If you feel
6: you sweat more than average you probably avoid getting close to people Degree Clinical Protection. Its wetness protection is up to three times stronger than necessary. Dare to get much closer.
2: Yeah, that's a good word. We could use surgical, too, because you can also use that. <laughs> it's like, so what, what is a cr- <laughs> clinical, cr- 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 <laughs> clinical deodorant. about deodorant? Why you
0: use the word clinical? As if you're what? You're, <laughs> you're going to find in the
2: hospital. Oh, get her some uh, clinical protection. My God, he's sweating, John. Get him some clinical protection immediately. Bloop, That's better than the ding on Hot Pockets. Yeah, the bloop. bloop. We should get a bloop. We need to get that. That's good. (laughs) Clinical. (laughs) I'm thinking that every product
0: should have... I've got a new clinical photography program. I mean, you know, just throw it in. Just
2: throw it in. But I think we should use surgical, too. (laughs) Surgical, Surgical, clinical. I have a clinical story. Um, Female infants growing breasts... Yeah, in, yeah, uh, I saw this one. Is too. this in China? Uh, yeah,
0: something, something in the in the formula they're serving up. Yeah,
2: <laughs> where do you
0: think that comes from? I don't know. I think they're just trying to tank the stock. I was looking at that stock, which is a publicly traded company, and it was as high as twenty five. And once this report came out, the stock tanked, went down to twelve. I think the whole thing. If I if I get if we can do the. Uh, show, I'm going to put it on my list of, of, of stocks to pick up because I think it's just I think the whole thing's bogus, designed to. Because I think stock market manipulation is, gonna, is going on like rampantly in China, uh-huh. and I think this was done to tank the stock, which it did. Yeah, and a, and a killing can be made oh, on the upside.
2: Okay, yeah, that makes sense. That, oh, very good, very good. Huh? Just a guess. No, no. I'm, I, I, I love listening to your uh, tips on that show. Not, not that I have any money to put in anything. It's like the fees for buying stock are more than the actual amount of stock I can buy. I you know, buy a share. And my money goes to paying bills. It doesn't go to anything else currently. So I have
0: kind of a funny clip. Oh, good. Uh, the Letterman clip Yeah. Uh, as we start to get near the end here. Might as well lighten things up. Uh, oh, Don't t- worry.
2: I'll bogey out at the end. Don't worry.
0: Yeah, we, t- we tend to be... This show is getting depressing. <laughs> so... Um, so Letterman had Landon Donovan on the show. And and he was a who's kind of an arrogant character. Who he's a he? soccer player, he's the American soccer player oh, on the right, American right, team right. and he's yeah. and he's you know big into soccer. And you know and he's and so Letterman kind of goes he, he just kind of demeans him in some very peculiar way because I I think it's cuz the guy acted was a dick. And uh, and you know he's about soccer's the next big thing kind of thing and and has never been a soccer fan he's like you know yeah he doesn't of, get like, it, it right no he doesn't understand yeah it. he doesn't get it what's there to get yeah so anyway um so did so this clip so I listened to this and I just I I had to be highly amused by the way he 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 dealt with this guy.
10: Book up and get out and watch games live because when you watch it live, you realize just how special it is.
0: Now, now
8: if you were to go to see a,
10: a high school soccer team, a grade school soccer team, or a college or a pro, would you see the same level of play you see at the World Cup? <laughs> <laughs> I'd say it's highly unlikely. Are you going to watch high school games? Is that I might, luck? I might now. Okay. You know what? It just looks like it's fun to run around on that huge green field. Is it fun? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say it's fun all the time when oh, you're chasing guys around. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> I
2: was amused. Yeah, I like that. That's pretty good. Um, I have a little clip from uh, Burn Notice. Have you ever watched that show? You know, here's the problem I have with you know I, other people have the same
0: problem, and I'm going dic- to kind of discuss this issue. I have the entire first season of Burn Notice mm-hmm. on DVD, which I I got from one of the guys that used to be on a uh, Emmy. Uh, um, He's an Emmy guy, so he gets all these DVDs, and uh, the the entire first season was given out to the judges, and I have it, so I have the first season of Burn Notice that I've been itching to watch because I I think the theory behind the show is kind of interesting, but because I haven't watched those, I refuse to watch anything since, and I'm noticing people... Doing this like some people won't watch a, a new episode of Mad Men because they haven't seen it they from the beginning. Right, right,
2: right, right. This
0: is becoming like an issue, uh, kind of a change in, in policies that people are, are adopting. Well, it's kind so of anno- it's kind
2: of annoying because you have to you have to kind of know what's what's gone on previously because a lot of these series are now tied in. They write it that way, so it's not really a standalone like Kung Fu used to be. Where, yeah, you and know. in
0: fact, if, if somebody wrote us, both of us, uh, to, bitching about the fact that we haven't talked about Rubicon, which is kind of up our alley in so far as yeah. a conspiratorial. Uh, it's show, also on which, uh,
2: American Movie uh, Channel, right? Yeah, Classics AMC got whatever,
0: it AMC, right yeah. after Mad Men, actually. And uh, and I've seen it. For, I've seen the first episode. Actually, watched the first episode three times, and I've seen all the episodes. Fourth episodes today, and I'm totally convinced that if you haven't seen the first episode, don't even bother. And this is what's and it, and this show's got no legs. There's no way because it's so complicated that no one's going to be able to follow it unless they've seen every episode from the beginning. Who produces Which, this? It, show? Is asking too much, and they don't have it online. And my son was saying, why, "Why don't they put it online so people can catch up?" This is the mistake AMC and these other guys are making.
2: It's uh, well, this is from Hulu. So, uh, but this may be season four, I think. Uh, who produces this? Who produces I, I don't. It? Okay. I don't know Um, So listen to this little bit of dialogue uh, Which of course is art imitating life I thought Marines were all about teamwork
8: Bomb disposal unit, right? I know that tattoo I was special forces
3: The court taught me anything It's not to trust no one
8: Usually only career Marines Get a moto tat like that You should be clearing roads in Iraq Not hunting FBI witnesses in Miami Yeah? Tell that to my squad mates who spent their tour shipping drugs to the states. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs>
2: Isn't that great? <laughs> oh, brother! Yeah, I love that. It's like, yeah, tell that to my squad mates who spend all their their time over there shipping drugs to the states. Yeah, you know, it's so blatant now, and I, that's why I want to know who who these producers are Uh, because either they're they're with us or <laughs> or the whole show is just, you know, a setup to just like make it normal for us. Like, oh, uh, you know, I just tell them, just tell the slaves that we're shipping the drugs. Yeah. So they don't think anything suspicious, suspicious is no, going not, on. No, it was it's on just burn be notice. Honest about it. Yeah, it was on burn notice. I already knew that. There's nothing new about that. That's normal. That's all cool. Yeah, I, I thought that was a, a nice little ditty. Uh, you got to. Uh, couple more things I, I wouldn't mind hearing them before we cut out yeah unfortunately uh what are they you've got ben they- quail you've got aids uh not you but you have a clip called aids uh you have tort reform yeah I, okay this is a long clip say- let's do the aids one okay um, is this gonna bum me out i, I don't want to be bummed out well, what it is
0: is this like an early, you know, this is one of the things we do on the show. Why we like people to send us uh, support at noagendashow.com dot com or dvork dot org slash na just to throw an extra plug in uh, is that we, uh, since we watch C span to excess, every once in a while you catch a you catch an early warning. You know, one of these like we're like NORAD. Yeah, we are. See,
2: we're the NORAD of, of media assassination. Yeah, so you can see
0: stuff you know, kind of being, uh, tested in the market and, 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 or sometimes being discussed openly, uh, amongst them, you know, like a kind of amongst themselves, but still shown on C-SPAN and the, and, you know, 20 people watch some of this stuff at the most. But so I caught this, this, and I don't, I had to, I have the whole, uh, panel, but I decided only to play the intro because it kind of says it all. And I can kind of explain the rest faster than, than they can, uh, Blabber about it There's a guy There's three people One from the Council On Foreign Relations And there's this woman That runs some Some odd magazine I've never heard of Discussing the AIDS problem In the Around the world And there's a couple Of interesting factoids That came up 30 million people Out there have AIDS 20 million of them Are in Africa Right and we are getting a lot of blowback because we haven't increased the, the amount of money we give to – and the United States, by the way, provides something like 80 percent of all the, all the money to, to give people free drugs to, for AIDS. And uh, the Africans are now getting mad because they're not giving more. And so it's becoming a political football. And, we're, and from what I can tell, we're ready to pull the plug on everything.
5: Good morning, I'm Susan Denser, Editor-in-Chief of the health policy journal Health Affairs, and I want to welcome you to this first in a series of debates on key global health issues and controversies. Thank you for joining us. The resolution we'll be debating today is this, resolved that the U.S. commitment to universal HIV-AIDS treatment is unsustainable and decreases the U.S. leverage in the nation's foreign policy. Now let us begin by stating the obvious. This is a painful topic because lives are at stake, potentially millions of them, and understandably the debate can get quite emotional. We will all agree that the Group of Eight's announcement in 2005 that member countries agreed to provide all those infected with HIV access to life-saving antiretroviral treatment was among the most noble of actions. And what that meant, whether it was fully understood at the time or not, was keeping some 30 million people worldwide on ARV treatment for three or four decades, if not beyond. That was very noble, but five years later that picture of nobility looks quite different. We all know that donor assistance in HIV-AIDS is flat to falling. In 2009, the GA 8 countries disbursements for HIV were $7.6 billion. A year earlier they had been $7.7 billion. And we also note that given the global economic situation, this trend is not likely to change anytime soon. Although the Obama administration is working very hard to meet its other global health goals, uh, such as maternal, maternal and child health and neglected tropical diseases, it intends to keep its commitment to increase the number of patients receiving ARV treatment under PEPFAR to 4 million by 2014. It is, however, unclear if the U.S. Congress is going to go along with that. It's also clear that even if the U.S. is somehow able and willing to deliver ever more increasing sums to global health and specifically to HIV AIDS, it is not at all clear that much of the rest of the world will go along. Now, everybody can agree that these circumstances are unfortunate. Huh. Well,
2: before you say anything, I'd like to mention two things. PETFAR... um is the uh, President's Emergency Plan for AIDS Relief, which I believe George Bush set up, and he was actually heralded for setting that up. Yeah. But what's interesting is this has been Clinton's thing, uh, the Clinton Health Access Initiative known as CHI, uh, which uh, was actually founded January 1, 2010, is formerly known as the HIV-AIDS Initiative. And I'm reading from the ClintonFoundation.org website, The numbers don't add up. Since its inception, Chai has helped more than 2 million people access the medicines needed for treatment, which represents nearly half of all the people living with HIV and on treatment in developing countries. How does that work? I thought you said 30 million. But so when these two guys show up, when these two guys are together in something... shysters
8: show up and take advantage of people's goodwill and generosity.
2: I don't trust it. So you say a political football, I say a ripoff. I'm not sure how or why, but I just don't think these guys are genuine. Yeah, I'm not going to argue the point.
0: I just am just all I saw was a little NORAD action here. There's something going on. They're starting to pull the plug on this thing. Uh, Africa is going to be targeted, large, largely has to do with the fact that the carping that's going on in Africa. One thing that I don't have in the clip, but they mentioned it, the Gates Foundation, it was actually Bill Gates that came out and said this is unsustainable.
2: Mm-hmm. And they're thinking
0: about, you know, stopping something. You know, oh, testimony.
2: there's yeah. another another one of our favorite guys. All right. Yeah,
0: well, well that, Gates will be yeah, a topic of conversation
2: and I'm sure for many a show
0: uh, because of the uh, Gates Foundation issues.
2: Well, I think you're absolutely spot on. Uh, you're... Your uh, douchebag radar is going off, and when you see that Clinton just changed uh, the HIV-AIDS initiative to the Chai as of January 1st, 2010, you know this is set up. You know that something is coming, so I I think you're right. Oops, wrong one. I think you're right, and we got to keep our laser beam focused on him. And and just some really good news to end up. The Postal Service, you know, uh, there's a new law. You can't ship tobacco through the mail. Uh, This has now been changed. The Cigarette Trafficking Act. um, And, of course, changed so that uh, starting August 27th, military care packages with tobacco can be sent using priority mail which ships to overseas military addresses. Um, And according to this story, the U.S. Postal Service initially said that you couldn't ship any products, but now... As long as the sender and recipient are both adults and it is not for commercial purposes, then it's okay to send tobacco through the mail. We'll find out as I have some shipments coming from Gitmo Nation East from Mr. Oil of my favorite rolling tobacco. Good. Yeah, some good news for me. Yeah, well... (laughs) Hey, support That's our, something. Yeah. Support our show, please. Dvorak.org slash NA, channel Dvorak.com slash NA. And uh, of course you can find all that at dot uh, NoAgendashow.com. I'm Adam Curry coming to you from Gitmo Nation West. And from
0: Gitmo Nation Silicon Valley North, I'm John C. Dvorak. We'll be back again on Thursday, right here
2: on No Agenda.